so this is no sold episode number 18 here we are again i'm here with my guys doug furnace and phil lafon how are you gentlemen oh, wow i like that actually that's all right yeah not bad for the era we're covering, covering. <laughs> they were a cool team yeah, they were vanilla midgets but they were cool Ooh. um no they were cool Started, so starting out hot today all right <laughs> how, how, are you, how are you guys feeling today good man great loving it good you're good loving life in general loving everything pro wrestling wow. life the shows <laughs> we get to watch world series yeah yeah no um, that's true yeah we'll get into it but these uh our topic today was interesting it was very interesting so before we move any further Let's not forget our manager, the man that calls it right down the middle, Mr. Bill Alfonso. <laughs> There's no worse insult than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even want to talk bad about Bill Alfonso. I love Fonzie, bro. I don't even do care. You? <laughs> did you, like, I'm sorry, I got to ask. Did you just assume he was a crackhead when you were younger, though? <laughs> oh, he did. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm he anyway. assumed correctly. Too. Yeah. Okay. Not crack, I mean, but cocaine. But bro, he had like a job with WWE, right? And then AECW. Like he <laughs> yeah, got he got gets yeah, that's he got that money. Yeah. And he got that money for that coke. It's funny. And then it so went right to his nose. Well, here I am, Fonzie. Um, so last week I want to just really quick cover. We talked about the best and worst gimmicks in history. We just talked about gimmicks in general. Uh Frank was out on assignment doing some work for us. He uh He's back. He's joining us now, obviously. But Duke, I wanted to mention a few comments that we had for that episode. Um, there was a lot of happy people that we mentioned. Doink, obviously, this was catered to one Brian Marble. That was his mm -hmm. episode. Yeah, he got the the Doink shout out. Uh, Ed Zaranowski wanted us to <laughs> to bring up uh, how Man Mountain Rock was. Uh, I guess he was good for advertising with that logo on the guitar and whatnot. But Man Mountain yes. Rock, he appreciated him. And uh, there was a lot of guys, I guess, that were a little disappointed we didn't go further into Bastion Booger. He's a fan favorite, apparently. <laughs> okay. But what are you going to do? Well, this we're going to save that for a career retrospective, I thought. Yeah. 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 Great one. Full show on. Greg wanted more about the best booger. He also mentioned the stalker chainsaw Charlie. Oh yeah. That was a good one. Um, Aldo Montoya, who was played by just incredible. Uh, like the very um, mid just incredible. An so, an enemy of the show. <laughs> an enemy of the show. The shock master. We did cover the shock master. We absolutely but, did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, and also uh, it's Lorenzi. Do we got, do we know who this is? I do know Lorenzi. Okay. Shout out to Lorenzi. Lorenzi, actually, real quick, let me tell you what this cool ass dude did for me. So I play Magic the Gathering, the card mm. game. And um, you can get what are called proxy cards with like alternate art made. So he got me a it's a real card, but with uh Randy Orton art on it. Oh and nice. it says RKO out of nowhere. And like you can use it like as a proxy. It's really cool. And I really appreciate it. So thank you, Lorenzi. It's super cool. Yeah. I'll show it to you guys. Thank you, Lorenzi. Also stocked up on some t-shirts. Very nice of him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Awesome. Shout out to Lorenzi. 
Every uh, time I see him, he's wearing a wrestling shirt. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Lorenzi. So Lorenzi, he purchased some uh, T-shirts from us, our Pro Wrestling Tee store, which is uh, No Sold. If you go to Pro Wrestling Tee, search No Sold, it'll come right up. That'll bring you to our page. Feel free to uh, stock up on some gear. We would obviously appreciate it. Or you could just, you know, rep it. Or you could buy it and burn it. You could do whatever you want. You can, in protest. You know, yeah, in protest of some of our opinions. But uh, Lorenzi mentioned that he was waiting until the end of the episode to us for us to finally get to Gold Dust, which uh, is one of his favorite gimmicks. We're and saving, um, you know, the best for last. Pretty much saving the best for last. And uh, yeah, that the gimmicks episode was fun. We missed Frank real on quick that. though. He also mentioned a good one that we forgot: the hurricane. Oh yes, yeah. and that is I a bet. really good gimmick that we completely mm-hmm. forgot about. Yeah, it was definitely worth talking about. And um, that silly yeah, thing Shane got Helms. him so over. You yeah. know, that got him more over than anything else he did in his career. And he had like good memorable too stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Like you know, I remember him in uh, the, the Rumble. Trips. Yep. Yeah, the Rumble. Yep. We all that remember moment, that. That yep. moment is so good. Yeah, did I he beat that. the Rock on a Raw or did he fight yep. him? Do you remember that? He like did. a one on one. I'm pretty sure him? he beat the Rock. Mm. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I remember. Yeah, I know. I, that's a good one uh, for sure. And some of these gimmicks, man, like that that we weren't able to talk about. I guess you got to, re- you know, remind yourself like back in the day, like everything was a gimmick. You know, we would have had to cover every wrestler. If we did the whole show. So in its entirety. Sure. But thanks to everyone who no, listened but to comment. Hurricane was a good gimmick that. Yeah, no doubt. You know, like it definitely deserved to be. Especially in the last 20 years. So, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, John Petrick shared a story about him and The Undertaker in honor of our episode. He had mentioned this situation where he works as a stagehand and he was out in, uh, I guess, at Wells Fargo or whatever, helping out at a Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania. So he said that he helped Taker get to the ring to hide under the ring as a part of, like, I guess, Maybe they were like druids or whatever is to sort of escort Taker to under the ring. Anyway, he he was one of the guys escorting Taker down. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Undertaker used like magic. Magical powers, right? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So I was going to call. Go on. We'll we'll humor this story. (laughs) Yeah, we'll act like Taker's not capable of mythological powers, but. Anyways, yeah, so he he escorted Taker down. Him and Taker had this dialogue, apparently, where um, Undertaker wanted him to be the one to kind of like be next to him because he's tall enough. Um, anyway, he got him all the way down to the ring. It was where Taker sort of announced that it was going to be his final appearance on Raw. It turned out it wasn't. He came out of retirement. But he wanted to share that story in honor of our gimmicks episode, in honor of The Undertaker, which I asked, is it the greatest gimmick of all time? And I said, anyone, you know, tell me different. And someone actually mentioned, I got a lot of DMs through Instagram as well. People were talking about um, basically the gimmick of The Undertaker can't be the greatest gimmick because the gimmick is silly. The wrestler, Mark Calloway, is fully responsible. And you kind of brought that up too, Duke. But Frank, you weren't here. Real quick, is The Undertaker the greatest gimmick of all time? Or Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's hard to argue, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, my my grandpa knows two wrestlers, and the Undertaker's one of them. And the huh? other's the guy. The other's the Godfather, <laughs> by the way. But <laughs> two gimmicks. Yeah, two gimmicks. But uh, <laughs> two totally oh different my gimmicks. God, that's great. But two best yeah. friends. Uh, yeah, two know, best friends. Fun. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, that's yeah, really so funny. Like, take her, yeah. So not gimmick. Papa Shango, right? <laughs> not Papa Shango. That's oh. funny, dude. The man of many gimmicks, by the way. Uh, and he, this man, Papa Shango, Godfather, comma, he's gonna be featured in our topic this week because we're gonna be covering Bad Blood '97 and Halloween Havoc '97. We're gonna compare, contrast, debate, rate, talk about it's these October. shows. October, we're getting a little spooky. A little spooky, Again, a little spooky for Halloween having blood. <laughs> I feel like this was super fun, and it called back to our very first episode. We did our very first episode. Check it out if you guys like in the archives. It's the Big Bang. We we started with WrestleMania number one against Starcade '85. We kind of compared and contrasted those. We're going to do the very same 3. thing. 5. Only five. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty hard on Starcade '85. We'll see if either one of these shows are better than Starcade '85, in my opinion. That'll be interesting to find out. Oh my god! Um, I already I could <laughs> look at Frank's face. Bad energy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! But oh listen, boy, oh boy. listen. <laughs> there's there's gonna be uh these two shows. I won't spoil anything, but they were very similar in some ways, but um. Also opposite in some ways. I can't wait to talk about them. Very opposite. They they felt they couldn't have felt more different to me personally. You know, watching I'm going to talk about in the like, structure though, like yeah. the way they were sort of uh, laid out, I guess. But yeah. Anyways, thank you guys once again for listening last week. I hope you enjoy this week. We're going to get into the show now. So we had Bad Blood, '97. This was in your house, Bad Blood, and we had Halloween Havoc '97. WCW. So Bad Blood took place on October 5th, 97. So I want to start with that at least to get us into these shows. It was from the Keel Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Vince McMahon, Jerry Lawler, Jim Ross on commentary. Mm-hmm. We had the Fink announcing all my favorite guys here. We had um, Doc Hendricks backstage doing some interviews with uh, the occasional Michael Cole, the occasional Sonny. The occasional Goat. I- the occasion yep. of Michael Cole. And uh, so this was a 21,151 sellout, apparently, uh, <clears throat> packed into the Keel Center in St. Louis. This was uh, in your house, bad blood. Over really quick, just to set the stage for WCW's Halloween Havoc 97. This took place three weeks later, October 26, 97, from the MGM Grand Arena. Paradise, Nevada, technically, but it they called it Las Vegas. So we'll just say Vegas. 12,457 people. Also a sellout, though, for that arena because it's a mm-hmm. smaller venue. We had the great Tony Schiavone on commentary with the legendary Bobby the Brain Heenan, the legendary Dusty Rhodes, occasional Mike Tanay in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so just wanted to set the stage. This is, uh, is kind of when they were taking place. To get into Bad Blood first, I have to mention like right at the top, this was the day they announced the death of Brian Pillman in the afternoon. They found out he had passed. It's weird to watch a show and hear them constantly reference the death yeah. of Pillman yeah, through the show. Weird. We'll oh, get into that, but it, it was weird to watch it. Like um, if it happened to today's day, you know, cause mm-hmm. we're all familiar, obviously Brody, Brody Lee wasn't the day mm-hmm. of or anything like that, but um, really quick, let me ask you guys, did you see the show live and, if not, do you remember the first time seeing it? Is this your first time seeing it? Um, Yeah, I, I definitely didn't see it live in 97. I was probably way more in tune with WCW's, like, pay-per-views at that time, like, in my life. But um, 
rewatching it this time like i've definitely watched it because i know i've seen all this like main event stuff and all that but like a lot of this was super it felt super new to me but i just think it's because a lot of his spoiler warning maybe isn't super the best but uh and it was easy for me to forget <laughs> you know but uh but you know yeah. the, the it was a fun, it, i had fun with it in a weird way i don't know if it's just being nostalgic for like this period of you know wrestling within both of the companies but yeah, it, I, I don't really have a lot of memories of most of this card other than like maybe the main event. You had fun with it because you knew you were going to talk about it. With us. <laughs> yeah. But Duke, what did you do? You remember seeing it live? I do. Unfortunately, um, just the Pillman thing. That was a bummer. Mm. They I'm pretty sure in the moment they announced it like at the very beginning of the show, like. I think it was in the kickoff, the pre, um, the okay, pre-show. Yeah, I remember them saying it was on the live pay per view. They did like, not, and I remember thinking, like, is this a work? Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't, and that kind of put a damper on things. You know, and very weird um, to see like all of his boys are, like are involved in this show yep. too. Like none yep. of those guys had like the night off. You know, nope. it was like they're they're like uh, Brian Pillman was found dead this afternoon. Yep. and then all of his teammates like have yeah the whole Heart Foundation yeah, so. wrestling and yeah, no was... one um no one had the chance and Owen had a chance. Brett Brett had a promo. No one Bulldog. No one yeah said this is for Brian or no one really yeah, yeah. acknowledged. Weird. It, it was, was a very weird, weird tone. Yeah. Um, even yeah. the way Vince talked about it, it was, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, I mean, I don't know if we have to go like chronologically through the show to address that. Like, because now, like if someone passed away, like they would absolutely say like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, such and such passed away. But he was like talking about like how it happened. Yeah. yeah. And like, that was weird, man. You like, know he why was, he was like, doing no that. foul play and you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he couldn't wait to tell you that it also happens in sport in uh, other sports or in Hollywood. Yeah. Like he couldn't wait yeah. to. That's always been a knock on Vince, and I totally understand it. I thought it didn't, it didn't it. feel like somebody like you know, and it's it's not a knock on Vince, but like it, it didn't feel like somebody he gave a fuck about. It just felt yeah. like some you know how like with shows like another celebrity will die and it'll be like oh so and so passed away. They just mm-hmm. mentioned it felt like that, not like some guy who was on the dude's show. It worked yeah. for you, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, like, I mean. Dude, you know, I don't. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to speculate on their relationship. No, but, but I mean, obviously, he wasn't one of Vince's boys. Yeah. Obviously, I think that's fair right. to say. You know, and then like, he obviously he put um, Brian Pillman's then wife on TV later on, which we don't have to get awkward. into that. But we, yeah. we know the whole way yeah. this Pillman thing was handled with Vince was very weird, and we will get to it in different points though, because I feel like it's it's actually um, it's going to be relevant. But yeah, let me just it was say, just I remember like the night of it was a bummer. The whole mm-hmm. night. It's like when Owen passed away. Like, I fucking didn't even watch that. Mm-hmm. I sat yeah. outside while people were in my house watching that show. Like, I was just heartbroken. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, I do personally, I remember um, have, buying this pay per view uh, with my own hard on, hard, on, hard on money at this time. <laughs> I think I actually might have shorted my mom five or ten dollars, but I was promised her I'd pay her for this. But I was a Shawn Michaels guy. So this this whole event was it was notable because it featured like the first ever Hell in a Cell match. So and it was the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. That's the main event. It would also mark the last time Vince McMahon would be the chief broadcaster on commentary. After this, he was Dunzo. It was the King mm. and and Lawler, uh, or I'm sorry, King and uh, Jim Ross. He was doing so. This both. is 
Yeah, yeah. So this was Vin, <laughs> like uh, Vince's Joey Styles, right? This was Vince's send off, I guess, as a commentator until he became like an on screen persona. That huh, was how about that? Yeah, and uh, the opening package production with the voiceover was super fun. I thought it wasn't like their best considering the standard they've set, but I enjoyed the little backstory with Sean and Taker. That always helps, and it it got us hype. And uh, this was like prime Shawn Michaels for me, so I'm. I was super into the the main event, but let's Ryan get into Shawn the Shawn Michaels. Like this is this my favorite was... Shawn Michaels. Really? Wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. This was my favorite Shawn Michaels. Shawn? Yep. Yeah. This is my favorite Shawn, but let's get into the show. Uh, Bad Blood. We kicked it off. It was the Nation of Domination. D'Lo, Kama, Kama Mustafa, excuse me, and Rocky Maivia, who would eventually become one of the worst actors of I mean the rock wow, so they defeat they uh Ooh. they took on this was it so apparently That's this was the biggest movie to... out right now pal I Over said the worst the box, actor though. I mean <laughs> so the Legion of Doom were the opponents but this was not supposed to be a handicap match it was yep. originally supposed to be the Nation of Domination versus LOD and Ken Shamrock Scamrock Shamrock yes so what do you guys think seeing Young Rock here and in general this match? I feel like to open a show, and we're going to contrast and compare these shows, but the way WWE opened the show compared to the way WCW opened their show, it's like, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish, but I don't know. What do you guys think? It was a long match. It, it, was, they, it was very long. And I guess what? Loki had a good time watching it. I had fun <laughs> watching the Road Warriors in there with young rock and D Lo and I was always like a D Lo mark too a little bit, you know. So uh he looked good in this match, D Lo. Yeah, you know, so like I actually had fun with this match. I'm not gonna act like it's a great match or anything. It was nothing special, but for how long it actually was, because um I don't know how long the actual runtime was, but I, I ended up having a good this time. This was with twelve it, like, twenty. It seemed a lot longer, but it was twelve. Especially oh, compared wow, to the really? rest of the wow. show, uh, uh, like a lot of the rest of the show, it made me appreciate this first match like way exactly. More, like, looking at it, and it's like it's not to overhype it. If anybody does watch this match and don't go in there thinking you're going to see like this great tag team match, you know, or handicap match, but but I had fun. You know, it was cool yeah. to see all the characters, you know, like in play, and the Road Warriors still had a little bit. You know, so it wasn't like embarrassing days for them yet, bit. you know, so. Yeah, Duke, what do you think of the match itself? I don't think the Road Warriors ever embarrass themselves. I think they were put in embarrassing situations. Yeah, maybe, you know, yeah, like maybe so. Dude, like and if you if you say, like, why would they start with this? Because when they came out, they still got a huge reaction. A Road Warrior yeah. pop. Yeah. So no, but the pacing of the match, you know what I mean? The way it was kind of like it only built to that long, that hot tag. I mean, this is true hot this tag. Is, but. Yeah, this is Attitude Era Crash TV, man. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of these matches were not great, you know. Yeah. yeah. But know what I know what I noticed? Um, a big thing from this match, like the Road Warriors, always looked so big. And like in this, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Like they're in all. there with big dudes, man. Yo, like, there was a lot of guys on this card that were very big. Like, yeah. Um, when we get to the DOA match and all, I'm like, yeah, these guys oh, are yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I had fun with it too. Like, you know, I'm I love the Road Warriors. When we did our tag team episode, they're my all time favorite tag team. So I always like seeing them. 
I mean, it's funny because they're like supposed to be such badasses, but they're such blazing baby faces at the same time. Like L O D L, like they're yeah. chanting oh, to the I crowd. Know. You know, like I loved it. So very different way to. Very I, different I way don't to ever like handicap matches because I think it makes the the team you know that has more um, wrestlers the on upper it hand look weak. Yeah. I think it, it makes them look weak. They need three yeah, to they beat need three. Yeah, to be, yeah, and I right, don't think that about guys, the yeah. Nation of Domination. You know, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was no. it was whatever. It's a fun little match. You don't need to watch it. It's not going to change your life. But yeah. No, but if you want to see Young Rock, and by the way, Young yeah. Rock, Rock, Rocky Maivia, not quite the Rock yet. About six or six months later, he was really coming into his own as like, you know, after he sort of took over in the nation and, and his catchphrases started to catch on. You know, he got the pin on Animal. He had a rock bottom, very stiff rock bottom. Yeah. Like the, 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 yeah, it was like it was hard, you know, the 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 production like we're going to talk about this on both shows, but. The WWF's production here is very gritty. Um, mm-hmm. I would say it's it's uh, it's not as clean looking as the Halloween mm-hmm. Havoc. It's not as mm-hmm. pretty looking. I don't know what the word is, but I just felt like it was like sort of an ugly show. You know, yeah. um, it felt a little low rent at times, and I don't know why. I feel that but, way with like the whole year of 97. Me too. Mm-hmm. Like even maybe some 98, but like 97, every time I watch a pay-per-view, I feel like this was done on like the smallest budget. They kept it simple. The lighting isn't great. It's just hoping these matches end up being good because <laughs> that's the all they're really for sure. going for. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a long, it, like I said, it was a long match. I thought there was um a true hot tag somewhere in there, like where the crowd really, which we don't like now we get a lot of the same old hot tag. Like they jump, they catch you, but there was like, they really built up to it. And LOD, what, like you said, we're still super over. This was my third favorite match on this show. Um, and honestly, there were only three matches on this show that I will say to go back and watch. This is one of them. I thought it was like fun. You don't need to seek it out. Like you guys said, but it was fun. It was a, Definitely an interest, interesting way to kick off the show compared to WCW Halloween Havoc, which it's actually my third too. I'm looking at my oh, ratings, cool. you know, and it's like there's only there's one match I gave it the same rating and then one better than it. So it's my third Did you, overall. So okay, yeah, I I um I agree with that. So the WCW Halloween Havoc, if we could shift mm-hmm. over really quick. Their opening package, it lacked the production and the like the effects, but it still painted the main event as a big deal. You have Rowdy Piper versus Hulk Hogan in a steel cage. Like they at least went through a little bit of the backstory. Mm-hmm. That's how they opened it. And like I said, it was a much brighter, cleaner, nicer looking set and show. Mm-hmm. I love the set. Yeah. Um, call Iconic. me a sucker. Iconic. Yeah. I love the colors. I thought it was awesome. Um, like I said, we got introduced with the with the commentary team of Shivani and Dusty and Bobby the Brain. The opening match in on Halloween Havoc was the Ultimo Dragon versus Yuji Nagata. And this was something that I feel, and Sonny Ono in his corner. Mm-hmm. This is something that um, sometimes I'll complain about now in AEW, right? Like these these guys from Japan or New Japan mm-hmm. or whatever, like who are they? It was a little bit of a cold thing probably, right? Because you guys will probably know better, Duke, you especially. Nagata wasn't on WCW TV regularly, right? No. Uh, what happened was Ultimo Dragon distanced himself from Sonny Ono. And then Sonny Ono, you know, brought in Yuji Nagata to take him out for okay. you know, leaving him. Yeah, that was the... Okay. 
well, there was the thing tons they of failed to explain. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I did not catch that. Um, but I want to say about this match really quick. Technically sound. Tons of reversals. Good um, match. I thought it was a good match. Excellent, excellent match. Probably. Uh, I'll let you know. I think this was my third ranked match on this show as well. Third or fourth, but it was really good opener. It was a completely different style than we saw on bad on bad blood, which was big men sort of bruisers. Um, you know, even though it had a story, you're you're, you're kind of showing off the young rock here. Mm-hmm. But on this one, you're giving us uh, something for the eyes, like something to get the crowd into it. Mm-hmm. And I I think um, there was a point where I guess not all of it made sense. Like, I do think it was really good. But even Tanae called it out for like him working on the wrong arm, him being Nagata, like was working on the wrong arm at one point and he just eventually like went to the leg instead of the yeah, arm. Yeah. Maybe that's no, what it was. Yeah, it wasn't the wrong arm. Yeah. He just started going. They were like, Oh, he's been working on that arm the whole match. And now he's, you know, attacking the leg. Suddenly on the leg. Like I did, but but yeah. Dusty tried to cover it up. Like, well, yeah, you yeah. want to, you want to kill the whole body. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very fun match. Um, there's just like a slight lack of like, uh, I guess I unawareness for why, for me, if if you want to nitpick, but I do think it was very fun. I do like like I said, it's one of my favorite matches of the night. Dragon could have been as big as Mysterio. Do you disagree? Um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dude, he was so good in this. He was so good. I mean, I love Dragon, but I just think Ray Mysterio had that like that extra X factor when it came to like the high flying shit. Not that dragon wasn't capable, you know, but like Ray Mysterio was doing stuff that people weren't seeing. So I think it was different. He was so young that he had all the kids with him. That's so it's like yeah. whether or not he'd be as big as Ray Mysterio, you know, debatable, but I love Ultimo dragon. I think he's the shit. One of what you, you know, guys think of the match overall. I, just I thought it was like super good. It was one of my favorite. If I look at my ratings, there's only, two other matches on this show that i had equal or better you know rating okay i have than, three barely yeah, than, but yes you then this nagata and ultimo dragon match yeah so like i i was surprised you know because i didn't really remember it and it was like all right yuji nagata ultimo dragon let's just see how this goes and next by the end i was like oh what a banger that was and ultimo selling the arm stuff too like obviously it plays into like his finish you know and not being able to get the uh dragon sleeper or whatever his move is and yeah you know, man. he was selling worked. the hell out of that yeah, arm it worked it all worked for me like in the end you know and I, I when it was done i was like oh wow what a little banger that was you know a good way to Very open surprised. the show duke what did you think about this match and in somewhere in this response i didn't ask either of you guys but did you see uh halloween havoc live as it happened or was this something you're you know and seeing now for the first time or um you want to go be, ahead, Frank? I'll be honest. I don't Sorry, know. Yeah, ahead, I don't Frank. know if I saw it live, um, but I've seen it so many times since the then. whole like, event. I, yeah, yeah. It. I couldn't okay. even tell you when I saw this last, but uh, okay. But for for certain matches, you know what I mean. I've watched this event so many so many times over the years. So yeah, so yeah. I am very familiar. Go ahead, Duke. Sorry. No, no worries. I've definitely seen this. You know, I was engrossed in wrestling at this time, so I for sure saw this live it's funny that you guys are um so high on this match because like i'm not at all that's like, oh. i i love ultimo dragon and every time i get a chance to watch him mm-hmm. i'm excited but like i never like yuji nagata i never understood his appeal like mm-hmm. he's had a hall of fame career years later he still wrestles which mm-hmm. is it's 
this is 1997 we're watching. It's 2022 now. This mm-hmm. guy still wrestles. And he looked like a, a seasoned vet then. Yeah. He's a former IWGP champion, uh, GHC champion, like in yeah. Noah. Like, yeah. he's done it all. And I just don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't care for him at all. So, like, yeah. I was. I could see that, though. Like kind of like half out, you yeah. know, like, because I, I love Ultimo Dragon. Like, love him. Like, one of my favorite cruiserweights. But. Yeah, I it was. Fine I just thought Dynam- uh, like, the Dragon Dragon really moved. Maybe he had the right dance partner here, Nagata, mm-hmm. because Dragon yeah. was so crisp in this match. Mm-hmm. I was, and he you know what? Also, is. that's what I'm I, saying. Like, it's a pleasure to yeah. watch him always. Mm-hmm. You know, but, right? And real quick, and then I'll let you go. But no, 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 you go ahead about the um the Mysterio thing. I don't think at all that he was even close to Rey Mysterio. Mm. Like. Ray Mysterio, like Frank said, like with the kids and then that underdog thing, like there's a lot to be said for that, man. Like, and that is true. The underdog part. Yeah. Like, but, you know, resonating with the kids too. Mm -hmm. Like that's big, man. And like all these awesome costumes, like I'm a comic book fan. So he would always come out like at this event, I won't say, but he wears a comic book inspired like suit, you know? So like all due respect, Ultimo Dragon, love Mm -hmm. the dude for sure. But like Ray Ray to me, when you talk about cruiserweights, that's goat. Like he's yeah. the greatest mm. of all time. Interesting. No, I only brought it up because obviously the mask, there's parallels there, but yeah, maybe yeah. even in the sense of um, you know how that class like Jericho, Eddie, Dean, mm-hmm. uh, Ray, like Ultimo Dragon was every bit as good as those guys. Absolutely. Uh, For sure. I think. Yeah. You know, if 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 you really look at his work. Um mm-hmm. So and that like was what Duke awesome. said about the underdog story too. It's like when we think of Ultimo Dragon, we all think of that picture of him with like the nine, nine belts. belts yeah. yeah, and it's like we oh, don't yeah. feel like almost we don't look like, at him as like an underdog. We're like, this yeah. is the fucking dude. You he's know, almost like a braggart. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's yeah, almost yeah. like cocky. You know, like yeah. He's like he's belts. so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, like, yeah. And I love good. Ultimo Dragon, dude. Mm-hmm. But like, and also like those guys that you mentioned john like they were involved in like great feuds like great yeah. storylines like mm. name one great and they all could talk to Ultimo a dragon had yeah it's probably true. this one with sonny ono right forget about talking like because yeah i mean you can get a mouthpiece for him with sonny ono or like whatever but like he never really had a great story or like you know compelling type stuff besides his in-ring work and we we've, we've said it a million times it's not about just wrestling you yeah, know right like, yeah it was a hell of an opener though i thought i guess frank concurs um no no did you did I'm you not, prefer this opener over the uh bad blood or no were you more indifferent i preferred to... the bad blood one honestly oh cool all right <laughs> no i mean i could see it it's 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 definitely up for debate um but i have to if say if it would have been to... ultimo dragon and like another cruiserweight you got me but like mm-hmm. i'm just I don't know, man. I just don't. Eugene Nagata just doesn't do it for me. Another I cruiserweight was... like uh, Ghetto, maybe? Oh, let's move on. Let's <laughs> move on. So, oh, so... boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I actually, um, I've seen four of these matches on this show standalone at different times in my life, but I've never watched Halloween Havoc 97 start to finish until oh, get out of here. Well, this week. Yeah, because um, I'm always like, going into the WWF year by year reviews. Like I'll watch a year and but WCW, I always feel like it's such a huge undertaking. Like I want to start from the beginning of nitros. And I always like end up 
drifting in and out. Anyways, this was like super fun for me to watch in its entirety. And I guess I was like stoked coming right onto the set, watching that opener. It put me in a good vibe. So that yeah. set was awesome, dude. Like, yeah, so it's great. Cool. It's like silly, but like, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And like when they came out to the ring, they were playing like the thunder. The thunder. And lightning. I yeah, wanted to like, mention that, that. So like cool. even over guys theme songs. Yeah. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. It's so funny. Just fun. It's- you know, like, fun is super fun. See, so, we like having fun here sometimes. See, here we are. I'm. I got a segue, and I don't mean this to be like a weird, insensitive segue, but not fun at all. Was the way they brought up the death of Brian Pillman mm-hmm. on Bad Blood because we're going back to Bad Blood here, and this is where they made the official official announcement, and it was Brian Pillman scheduled to face Dude Love on the show. He had passed away. They found him in a hotel room. The announcement was made to like to the fans during the pregame show. But for whatever reason, Vince did it here. And then he segued into this match. Like, I'm going to bring up the match that took, took place next because it was Max <laughs> Mini and Nova versus Tarantula and Mosiak. Two uh, smaller guys, two little people. Um, this is the thing. They say read the room or whatever, right? How do you br- make that announcement? Like it's brutal in every way. It's it's like it even like got us emotional. We're watching this show, and I'm just like, Ugh. and then they say like you don't have a tribute match planned for him. The re- my point is the replacement <laughs> match that takes place for Brian Pillman versus Dude Love is this. How do we like, how do we justify it? Honestly, dude, Vince came off as so cold blooded. Like in that little segment and like it just it did not seem like it was anybody of any kind of importance. Mm-hmm. It was like he was just dropping off some news that he heard. And then, you know, here's Max fucking mini and mosaic, you know, like it was just uh, so strange. You know, it's very awkward. Very. So, you awkward. know, it's like an unprecedented event that happened mm-hmm. like it never happened before. So like he doesn't know how to handle it he certainly didn't handle it correctly yeah i think we can all agree on that but like what i feel like but that's the thing we'll start saying about vince following this like owen hart it was like he did the show you know yeah yeah you know he just had to keep it going it's always sort of like oh no i thought i thought that show should have ended that happened Mm -hmm. during absolutely yeah yeah. like you know like i feel like there's so many instances where like some weird death or some Really shitty situation where Vince handled it in a way that everybody's like, okay, I guess that's how he's choosing to handle it. You know, it's hard though because we're watching these shows in retrospect, but Brian Shulman has been very topical in the last Mm -hmm. two years, especially like the dark side of the ring. His son is wrestling. I know, like, me and my house, like, we're like, we watch Brian Pillman and it's, you know, his story now. So then when you know the man, you know the story, you know, his kids are at home at this point. And then you hear a guy like Vince. Who, you know, I love for so many reasons. But for this, it's like, I hear what you're saying, Duke. Like, he, this is the first time it's unprecedented. But it's like, Frank's right. It was just like, he's just some guy, you know? And it's just like. Oh, yeah. It was just so weird and nonchalant. And Listen, man, like, you know, how many people did he have working for him at this time? I'm not excusing his behavior at mm-hmm. all. No, but yeah, like, I got you. There's certain dudes that he fucked with. And there's a lot of guys he didn't. Yeah. You know, like. And for, as far as this match goes, you know, the minis match that they put in. Even yeah, I want to ask you about that. Yeah. Well, even he didn't care. Like mm-hmm. he's talking about it during the match and he's like, oh, well, I guess so. Like he just doesn't he doesn't care either. Yeah. It was, 
it was probably more like a JR thing. That's what I, that's what I would guess. Like, mm. let's bring in these guys. Cause they're, you know, similar to like cruiserweights, you know, yeah, like this is entertain. revisionist history. It's like, yeah. you know, 20 some years later. And it's like, <laughs> but if Brian Pillman passed away, isn't the first thought to go like, let me get Anvil in here. He's not doing anything tonight. Let me, let me get Anvil versus. I don't know, man. Some, I don't like, know what the... of all the matches. It just seems yeah. like in poor taste to have the replacement, like the segue into this. I don't know. I'm just maybe be yeah. over overthinking it. But one thing I is mean... these guys. <laughs> no, these guys, these guys paved the way for John Silver. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> the thing that was cool about it. Right. Yo, you know, I even like a minis match every now and then. Like, I typically, <laughs> if there's a minis on the show, I'll be like, let me watch. Especially when it's like uh, Max Max Mini and uh, who's like the bull guy? The oh little, yeah, you know, yeah. Talking you're talking about not El Torito. That was what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That no, was, no, no. It wasn't El Torito. No, no. El Torito's no, no. currently. Yeah, El Torito's yeah. currently. Yeah, oh yeah, with well, that little bull. What was that? Yeah, little yeah. Bull? What, what is that his name? Yeah. Anyway, but it's not. It's not Mantar who was yeah. mentioned in our previous. <laughs> that was you last week. Yeah, that was yes. You. So like normally, if it's a minis match, I'm not a fucking hater. I will watch. It's wrestling, right? But then I thought this match kind of sucked, low key for like even for the minis. You know what I mean? And Very I like, low damn. key. I was like, damn, of all like, it's not even like a good minis match. You know what I mean? It well, it was like... traditional Mexican rules. They yeah. had to make, mm-hmm. they had to announce that. Um, I, I okay, hate you guys... those rules, by the way. Mm-hmm. Did you guys catch Vince's, Vince's face when Max Mini was dropped right in front of him on the announce table? Like, <laughs> bro, did. Vince's face, he was like trying to like kind of help him, but it was just so awkward, the whole thing. Um, it was awkward. Did you see Kyoto with trying to deal with the wrestlers? You could tell it was like a style he's not used to, and he's like, they're doing stuff, and he's like, hey. Yes. Uh, and they're just like doing shit. They're like ignoring him. It's like he's talking to them, but like nothing's referenced, you know. It's bro, like, they got more time. In this match, though, <laughs> than CM Punk and Rey Mysterio did at WrestleMania <laughs> years later. They got six minutes and 43 seconds. I'm dead serious. Um, this actually, at some point, had more reaction than the first match for whatever that's worth. Like some of the <laughs> oohs and ahs, the crowd, like they were like yeah. into some of the stuff. It's tough, though, man. Um, I don't know. Who man. did you say? Who did you say the um, the bull dude's name was? El Torito. It is El Torito. Okay, okay. It's, it's funny, but there's he was mini Vader. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, who's that unbelievable? Little, who's that other little bull dude? Yeah, the bull know, leave it in the comments. Leave in the comments. Anyone they, who knows he was your with minis, the colognes, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Oh, I think yeah. Are you talking too. about? Um, yeah. Yeah, he was Torito as well. Was it yeah. Torito? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Because so. he had. Right. Well, I don't know why I know this. El Torito two. All right. There's. I don't know why I know this. New every day here on No Soul. Yeah, it's two Alteritos, but uh, he had a match with um, Hornswoggle, a ladder match. Like the people were trying to like say it was awesome, stool. but <laughs> one of yeah, the best ladder stool. matches in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, there was a super cool Austin three sixteen T shirt ad by Todd Todd Pettengill's voiceover that aired that I thought was <laughs> I just had a little note because I love when the they night. yeah like I, it was I, one I of them that. honestly yeah. Um, so that was the that was on bad blood shifting back over to Halloween Havoc. Ghetto comes out, mm. bleach blonde and all. And I'm like, G-E-D-O, I think I know who's D.O. Ghetto. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not G. Not like the Ghetto Boys, mm-hmm. you know, not the Ghetto the Blaster group or the Ghetto Blaster. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I know who he fights. Like, I, I remember this now. And I'm like, 
you know, I would have loved like this guy. And here it is. Chris Jericho, the Lionheart comes out, dubbed over music and all, by the way. I yeah, know. It kills weird. me. Yeah, it yeah. kills me. Break the walls down. You yeah. can, Although uh, that's probably this. a cooler song. It just seems so out of place. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's does. a cooler song, but I wanted yeah, to hear yeah. that old WCW yeah, no, Pearl Jam ripoff. That um, wasn't that actually wasn't his music at that time. Really? Nope. It was like the good guy music. It was like da, na, 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 na. <laughs> wow. I would have super that cheesy. Too. Yeah. Um, so young Lionheart Chris Jericho, babyface, by the way, here. Not mm-hmm. not a heel yet. This is also a decent match. Uh yeah. Ghetto is not my favorite by any means. You guys are probably more familiar with him than me. But um all right. First of all, like I'll let you go on about this match, but um a, I don't, I can't believe still that they didn't see Jericho's potential. Like just watching this guy, you know. And B, that Hurricane Rana spot where he face <laughs> plants, scary, was very, very yeah, scary. Shit. Oh, whose so fault scary. do you think that is? You think it's both of their faults? Because Jericho jumps up there, Ghetto's on the top rope. Jericho jumps up, and like you can see, he's trying to set himself up, but it looks like he's losing his balance, mm-hmm. and he tries to like rush it. And yeah, and Ghetto rushed. doesn't flip at all. You know, when so any face up, plants, he didn't fully dude. extend over. Yeah, though, Jericho, it was. A, right? It was like a. I think they both were like it was just a, such a clusterfuck. Yeah, Duke. Well, uh, I well, both think you guys. they what have think zero chemistry. That's what I think. I thought that match was brutal. I no, I, I, can't, I, 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 yeah, I, I can't. I agree with John. Yeah, I get you. Pajamas, like yeah, I know, I know. I mean. And there's how another he was guy, such a big deal in Japan is beyond me. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> he is the current Booker of mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling. This guy. Well, he likes that W that uh, WWE style or that American well, style. Well, they right? actually like mentioned it in the match that he was a big fan of like seventies brawling wrestling. Yeah, brawling. Yeah, Southern yeah. style. Brawling so like he's wrestling. probably okay. like a I don't know like a Terry Mid South or something. Or, yeah. Well, that was Tanay, right? And like I thought yeah. Tanay helped. With yes. like little details oh, like yeah, that. Sure. He, he's like, all, like as as like bland as he was, he knew his stuff. No, yeah, he definitely you know? knew shit. Dude, so I'm, informative, yeah, especially just, in the match. I'm not a ghetto guy, and like when one guy in the ring is like brutal no, I to hear me, you. I just can't even like and that's how I kind of went into this match similarly, like yeah. thinking like Jericho's cool as shit, but ghetto dude, it's just like who cares? But I found myself into it. I mean, I don't know if that's a credit to Jericho or, you know what I think Ghetto was good at that a lot of, I will say like um, the Japanese guys maybe don't grasp in this country is like dealing with the crowd and like how they respond to you in America. And I felt like watching that match, I was like the observation I got, like, you know, I noticed was Ghetto was like his, like how he interacted with the crowd was actually like pretty good. And if he felt like a veteran in that sense, you know, Mm -hmm. even though he's like super limited, especially with, yeah, compared to the guys he's typically going to be in there with like these super great wrestlers, you know, and then it's Ghetto. But Mm -hmm. um, I was surprised by how like much I enjoyed this match, you know, obviously toward the end, it got, fucking weird and dangerous looking with the botches but you know i was more into it than i anticipated but it, and it wasn't long it was just the right amount of time that yeah. it's just like it, it didn't overstay yeah it was, it was seven minutes just over seven minutes um it got just as much time as that minis match um but <laughs> listen i i'm i don't hate ghetto i probably as much as you guys but i don't love them i i thought this match was i don't hate better. anyone john well i know i thought it was i thought this match was was better than fine. I thought it was 
decent. Um, I thought there was a cool spot where Ghetto had him over the shoulders and mm-hmm. sort of dropped him into it was like a maybe like a shoulder breaker or a rib breaker or a knee breaker. Actually, I think it was like mm-hmm. he kind of threw him up over his shoulders and yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of destroyed Jericho's leg. It's a move I don't see anymore. It was a move I never really saw. So I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, once again, I thought it was like for, at this point, Halloween Havoc is to me eons above bad blood already just based off the first two matches not only the set the production the match quality um right now i'm loving halloween havoc so just want to paint that little picture uh going back to bad blood though we were blessed with a a good one big match big match a tag team title match this match was introduced by sunny who looked very uh she looked very young. She looked very, very good at this point in her life. She was uh, out there. I goat, think they were trying to goat yeah. diva. She's one of the goat divas. She, she was, is the goat diva. So they were definitely um, trying to find ways to use her at this point. So here she's announcer. She's announcing this match. It's a tag title match. The Godwins versus the Headbangers. And this is where if you're watching the show with casuals and you're trying to explain mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on. Why is this guy spitting it in the air and catching it in his mouth? Um, why are these Godwins, these guys like... Why did the and, other guy then spit to outdo right. the other guy? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, like, maybe the Godwins had their place. I've been never a fan, but maybe they had their place in, like, 95. Now, did they not feel super out of place to you guys at this point? Like, or is it just me? Well, Dude, real whole quick, fucking let's, ass match let's, fell out of place. Let's be sure to address their manager, too. Oh, right. Because it was you. It was Mr. T.L. Hopper. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's you true. Know that? That? Yeah, he played T.L. Hopper, yeah, but it, it was uh, Uncle Cletus. <laughs> Uncle Cletus at this point in his career. Dude, like this was like a matchup, right? When so you see both teams come out and you go, like, you know, you you hear these guys like these old head, like um, like old guys who used to be in the business like Cornette or whatever, disco and like talk about like all this shit and like what they would do and in their day in the business and stuff. And then they see the fucking headbangers versus the Godwins for the world tag team championships. Mm-hmm. And you look at these four fucks in the ring and you go, is it, has anybody ever wanted to look at these dudes in a matchup together? You know what I mean? Like, is this putting any asses in seats? Right. Who's interested like, in this match, right? Who's this catered to? Who's the demographic? You know what I mean? And like, and that's those guys era, right? That's the disco Inferno, Jim Cornette, all those types fucking era. And I'm like, listen, there's always bullshit, you know? And this matchup was dude. So WWF brutal. had a lot of bullshit at this time. For sure, for sure, fair, for sure. You know, yeah, they did. They were they were rough. Some a lot of these shows are fucking hard to get through, like a mm-hmm. full card. You know, we say it all and, the time. We don't love mm-hmm. the attitude error here on yeah. those sold. Like overall, I feel like like I have but, love for it, but you can't deny like some of the bullshit. You know, the like, lows the were that, really low, and the fact that these were the champions and number one contenders, like in theory, you know, yeah. of your tag team division, it's like oh my gosh, and, and then the match. Was exactly what you thought it would be. Nonsense. Yeah, the worst Terracon Rana I've ever seen Dude. by Thrasher from the apron <laughs> on the outside to uh Henry Godwin. It was the worst. At one point, Dude. Lawler asked Vince if he listens to Marilyn Manson, and that popped me. Um, that 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 was funny. The commentary got us got me through on some of these matches because it was fun. Um, yeah, but the Godwins really stuck Man. out like a sore thumb. Headbangers were kind of over, though. I have to say, at times, like 
the crowd was somewhat into it, even though they looked like posers to me. But um, yeah, Duke, what do you think of this match? I know you love all four of these guys. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like four of my favorite all time wrestlers. So, <laughs> right. That being said, I think it was probably <laughs> the worst match on the card. No. I don't know, man. It was. No, I it was they're, not. They're so. I. That's ridiculous, though, isn't it? To think that it's not. It's tied for like, worst of mine. The end of this match, like that botched power bomb, <laughs> like that ends the match. Like the botched power bomb where he caught him with a power bomb, but it was yeah, like the last was second. Like, it was yeah, just... <laughs> it was just so. It there was so. This is your tag so, team gold too. Yeah, yeah new like, champions. No pun intended. Like it was so sloppy. Like it was right. just. It looked dangerous. Like it looked like no one knew what they were doing. You exactly. know, like. And it was, yeah, it was rough, man. Like 12 minutes and 18 seconds. The Godwins were like these, you know, baby faces previously. And then Henry got his neck broken, unfortunately, mm-hmm. by the LOD. And then they came back and they they uh, attacked the Road Warriors and then eventually become heels. And this is what they became. And like, yeah, I mean, no, I don't think anybody's ever wanted to see the Godwins, but. You know, they were at least like two big ass tough dudes, I guess. But it was, you know, but they like they're like, like big for nothing dudes, you know, like, you know, yeah. when there's big guys and you're like, like you said, big, tough guys. It's like there's yeah. something to it. But then you see these guys and you're like, oh, they don't look tough to me. They, do you think Henry it was their Godwin ring attire or I would be scared of Henry Godwin if I the ring attire it, definitely yeah. never helped. Yeah. Nobody yeah. any favors, you know what I mean? So I don't know. If right. that. I don't know if they just look sloppy, but like not in a good way, you know, yeah. like. You know, well, like Perry Saturn looks sloppy in the flock, but you, you also look like he'd fuck your shit up. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it's like, right. And I just with the Godwins is just to me, it was like the wrong. Everything was wrong for me in the Godwins. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, to say was, your, your lowest rated match or no, you said it's one of your lowest. It's tied. Rated yeah, it's tied with two other matches for the lowest rated match. The, so the, the tag team division wasn't really, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't really have much. I mean, well, this was a. This was actually a weak match that really ended up meaning nothing because literally just a few days later, LOD beat the Godwins for the tag titles on oh, Raw. Okay, good. So it was done just like that. Um, there was an another awesome video package uh, on Austin, like profiling his run, his rebellious attitude. Definitely were trying to infuse some Stone Cold into the show because he was injured at the time. So they were getting him on the show. It was uh, it was cool, man. WWE's production, their video packages, I've always been a huge fan of, a huge mark, as I always talk about. That was cool. Um, Is that the package when they were showing him with Vince, and Vince was like, "Don't you, don't you know that people care about you?" Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was cool, and right? He, what do you guys think of when he stunned Vince? And he's like seized. Yeah. That's the best. I love it. I the like shakes that. the best. Yeah, the yeah. shakes the I best. I like that too. Okay, cool. It's like yeah. it's it's both, right? Because like it is a brutal, it's the worst stunner. It's silly. Yeah, it's like the worst but like, stunner, but yeah. the cell job. Yeah, it's, like, it's like it's like he kills him. Like, it's like he's really it, killing him. Yeah, guy. I like that. Okay, cool. No, I love <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So um, back in in WCW territory on Halloween Havoc, this was well before we get to this big iconic match, Deborah McMichael. And Mongo McMichael were backstage. They're hyping up a match they got coming up. It's going to be a mystery opponent. We're wondering. I'm wondering who is it again? Who is it again? We'll find out later who it is. But um, they're at, they're backstage. Then we get into a match that hold has on become... real quick. Did, yes. did they show anything with Hogan and Piper 
at this point? No. Okay. Are you talking about besides the opening video package? There's just a and funny Hogan, promo that Hogan White. says, and I want to yeah, make that, sure we talk about it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's coming <laughs> up. Yeah, that's that's coming up. Um, it's coming up after this next match, actually. But this next match, the iconic match, cruiserweight title on the line, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. We talked about it on our cruiserweight mask episode. versus title. Mask versus title. Frank has kind of alluded to the fact that this is one of his favorite matches of all time. I think uh, it stands the test of time, which is so cool to watch this match. Mm-hmm. It can be watched then. It can be watched now. Anytime. Action pass. Forever. Packed, forever. Action packed. Fast paced. You hit on it earlier, Frank, but like Mike Tanay giving great informative commentary mm-hmm. on this on in this match. Great pace. Mm-hmm. Let me. Uh, I mean, we don't have to get specific, but some of these sequences were just unbelievable, like unbelievable, breathtaking, the speed. The variety of submissions. Mm-hmm. We talk about contrived matches now, choreographed stuff. But Eddie was trying to kill Rey Mysterio out there. Mm-hmm. Do we agree? Like he was yeah. trying to actually. So what you got? I mean, you guys can tell me what you thought about some specifics if you want. But um, this had me rethinking what I think some of the best matches are because, or uh, at least in this level of, I don't want to like like uh discredit if i say mid card but like mm-hmm. as far as like okay i always crown brett and bulldog brett and perfect uh go through any of your favorite intercontinental title matches yeah. or this match for like where it was on the card and i'll have a gripe about that later but this is like damn this is right up there with some of those great yeah. mid card matches but well, like in a retrospect think? right when you look at where it's at on the card it's like are you fucking kidding me like some of the shit that goes after it and like then the quality of this match but it was WCW, right? It was the cruiserweight belt. It wasn't even like the TV title or something like that. It was the cruiserweight belt. So they always got the least love. But yeah. and like also, this is like my favorite Eddie. Like, I thought he looks like one million dollars because he's so shredded. He like this is like he lost that, like, you know, like that softness that his body had, you know, like when he was kind of like puffy. He was chiseled. You know, yeah, yeah. He was so shredded and he just looked mean and like I this is a, him walking out with the belt like oh, just hanging over his shoulder is like one of my he favorite looks so things, cool you know? in this match he just looks so fucking cool he just feels like such a mean guy but he feels tough and he feels crafty in there you know and like the match is so like perfect you know like even the one part where like he does that back breaker thing you know he catches Ray into the back breaker on his knee which kind of looks like this look painful. Like, yeah, but it makes to me like over the years it's become like almost more painful looking like oh fuck like it's really like I just fucking caught this guy in a move like fuck him instead of like a mess up of some kind, you know what I mean? Like I obviously I love the match. It's one of my favorite matches of all time. It probably is my favorite match of all time. Um Yeah, banger. Favorite Everybody... match on the card? No. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um <laughs> Duke, what do you think like, of the match before we go, we'll wanna, go a little further to it? Oh, go yeah, okay, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say it's one of the rare times that you heard the story of like everybody standing in the locker room, you know, like giving these guys a round of applause mm-hmm. as they came back, you know, and like you don't hear that too often in pro wrestling, but like apparently this mm-hmm. is one of those nights. Duke, what what did you think of the match, these revolutionary moves, Eddie's heat, there were Eddie sucks chants. Uh, so it wasn't without heat either. It wasn't just these guys going out doing moves. Um, what you got? What did you think uh, of this match? And all this time later, 
Yeah, I mean, we talked about this match previously, and it's also one of my favorite matches of all time. And I think, you know, being such an old school wrestling fan, like people might be like, well, why do you like that over like Will Ospreay and Ricochet? Like, because this match still told a story. And it they Eddie Guerrero, like you said, he had intent to hurt Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the difference. Like as many high spots as they did in this match, like they still told a story and there was a story behind it, obviously, like the mask versus the title, et cetera. And I'm with Frank, like this is my favorite Eddie, like mm-hmm. this fucking ruthless, like dirty looking, like mm-hmm. just, you know, throw the title over my, you know, this like cocky, smug, like Eddie, like. Like, because as much as I love Eddie, he almost became like a caricature. Yeah. Like at the end. Yeah. yeah, And like this wasn't this I felt like was him. He was truly pissed off. Pure. The direction of his career. And he was kind of channeling that, you know. And uh, yeah, this is one of my all time favorite matches. And I'll let you get into it more. But no, I I mean, it still stands up. Yeah. No, I didn't. Um. I was just going to say it was just like I said, stood the test of time. And it's an, just incredible where it was placed on the card, like Frank talked mm-hmm. about, because I feel like this show lost its way a bit after this match. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was like three. I don't want to say bangers, but three, two good matches and then one epic match. And then from mm. where it went after that. So I just kind of wonder, like, <laughs> obviously it was the cruiserweight title. But if you swap this match with a match that came later, uh, like, let's just say a Luger and Hall or something like that, like you could have maybe spaced this show out better because they went all this action pack in the beginning. And that, yeah. by the way, that, that, like the speed in this Mysterio Eddie Guerrero match, like right when the bell rings, do you mm-hmm. <laughs> zip oh, it yeah. around? Like it yeah. was like, it's, it's in fast forward right now. Um, but well, once again, also though, know, you know, they have to be careful, you know, because we're stroking egos in WCW at this yeah. time. So right. like you can't put them on second because yeah, like, second if you last look at the last then, four matches, yeah. right? Hogan and Piper have to follow mm-hmm. that. No yeah. one's going to follow that match. Nobody on that card. There's no wow. match that was better than this. Yeah, Mm-mm. I don't care how big your star is. I'm a huge Hulk Hogan fan. I'm a huge Piper fan, but and like you're a huge Macho we, Man fan. If yeah, we look at the last four matches too, like not to like jump ahead or anything, but just the participants in the matches. We're talking Scott Hall, Lex Luger, Macho Man, DDP, Hogan, Piper, Ric Flair, Kurt Hen- yep. You know, and it's just like in that company, especially these guys weren't. They weren't going to be wrestling before. And fucking these dudes. It, it was day, a bad you know? move though, because yeah, if it would have sure. served, it would have served Luger uh-huh. and Hall better, I mean, maybe to be out earlier. Made, um, they did get made a lot moves. of bad moves, right? I mean, that's why they're not around anymore. But yeah. listen, I mean, I, this is not for me. WCW, like right now, they're still, um, as of this time, like they're still killing it. You know, um, there are some bad moments on the show. We'll get into like the low points. But Real quick gotta, though, before before we move on, like from this match. There mm-hmm. is there's two things I wanted to touch on when Mike Tanay, which he's schooling us, which I love, you know, because you're learning things, you know, mm-hmm. as he's commentating, you're learning things. And he mentioned um, Conan losing his mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it made me look that up. And I watched oh, yeah. that match of Conan oh, versus Aguayo. Mm-hmm. And 
you guys should check that out if you with have the it. kid. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid, like, so Covers Conan's a heel. Yeah, yeah. And he brings this little kid in, and it's his brother. Mm. And like his brother helps him remove his mask, and then that turned Conan babyface eventually. Mm-hmm. But That's it was just funny. really cool because like Mike Tanay, once again, like the professor, like he's out here schooling me, you know, yeah. like 20, however many years later, you know. Yeah. And, and then, he's a guy I never really cared for when I was younger. Like I just thought he was, I guess I, I just wasn't smart enough to yeah, pay attention. Yeah, just, yeah, no, that's exactly what it was. Cause I used to feel like I hated on Tanae maybe a little bit too. And we listen to him now. I'm like, why am I hating on the guy who just was giving us all the <laughs> yeah. knowledge? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Drop well, we were, we were probably cool guy in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then no, was, real quick, yeah. um, the end of that match, I felt like Ray wins. And I felt yes. like when Eddie came in and like attacked him, I actually don't like that. Cause I really? felt like Ray, yeah, like that epic ass match. Like I wish Ray would have had a moment to like lift up the title, you know, just get his moment. Yeah, and like I hear he looked like, in the camera real quick, and he's like, I got yeah, to he just everything to me." Yeah, and then he just got I, like, "Dude, it was true Eddie, to that guy you're talking Eddie about, though, that Eddie Clover versus yeah. Yeah. scumbag at that point, mm-hmm. you know? It um, was, but like he he won. Then he just left. <laughs> he won that feud, and he should have had that. I'm I'm not like, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. one of my favorites, but like I just wish Ray would have had that little moment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like to. Yeah, it was. Um, no, I like it because Ray stole the win the way it came about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was such a stolen victory. It wasn't like he had Eddie down for the count. It's like you shouldn't turn your back on Eddie. I like all that. They thing. even and I say like that, that too. Yeah, and I like that he Bobby clobbers that. Ray in that corner. Like, hey, Ray eats that belt in that fucking oh, corner because yeah. it's all like in his face and he just fucking gets destroyed. Yeah. Eddie you know? had like, sour grapes, man. He oh, just, yeah. You know? I love that, man. It was excellent. Uh, unbelievable match. Like you said, Rey Mysterio got the win, got to keep his mask on for a little while longer, uh, and he won the won the Cruiserweight title. So back in the WWE's part of the world, um, there was an Owen Hart promo, classic Owen Hart. Kind of stumbled over his words a little bit, but he had the Austin uh, or the Owen 316 shirt on. Mm-hmm. So it was a little uh, quick little promo with Owen. They're hyping up a match. It's going to be him and Farouk. For the vac for the vacant WWF Intercontinental Title, it's a tournament final. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that match uh, shortly, but they had this cool like Ring of Honor, if you will, St. Louis Ring of Honor wrestlers of mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I guess I say Ring of Honor, meaning like the best of St. Louis wrestling. Yeah. I think it was actually one of my favorite moments on this show because at least it got like these legends in the ring, probably for the last time ever at that. They were all in the ring together, but you had guys like Terry and Dory Funk, Harley race, Luthez, Jack Briscoe, Gene Kaniski, mm-hmm. all these guys, they got their own intros. I think this was a cool thing, a proper show of respect. And like, I think you could do that nowadays at some of these random Rawls or dynamites, just whichever city you're in. If I- there's like, yeah, you know I agree with you on Raw and Dynamite. Do it not in the middle of a fucking pay per view. You know what I mean? Like I felt like it was like long segment in the middle of a show, kind out of, of nowhere. Like, yeah, and it's like I like it. It was cool seeing you know Harley race and shit like that. But yeah, Harley. It was just like it just felt so random, especially and just when we talk about like the card, we just saw like the minis and the fucking Godwins, and now it's like here's Slop. Harley race and Terry Funk and Jack Briscoe or whatever Briscoe was, you know, and like, it just felt like 
your show isn't even about this type of thing anymore. Right, you know what I mean? Like right. if WCW Absolutely. put on like that kind of presentation, maybe it would fit the show more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like I said, it, I think it's cool. If they would have did that on Monday Night Raw, I would have thought it was cool in the middle of a pay-per-view. You know, I just thought it was kind of weird, random. I, I don't mind the long. placement on the pay-per-view. It was a little long, but um, I hear I agree with you that it doesn't fit the tone of what their show even was. Yeah, meaning. Exactly. Like they just yeah. presented all this slop, and now here's all these legends that are like <laughs> yeah, better yeah. than anything you'll ever see yeah. the rest of the night, besides Shawn yeah. Michaels and Undertaker. Exactly. But yeah. Duke, what did you think uh overall, like seeing these guys? I mean, you grew up with some of these guys in terms of like seeing the tail end of Terry Funk. I'm not sure. that old, John Boy. Yeah, old bitch. No, no, not Jack Briscoe, but like you got more Terry Funk than we did. We only got like ECW crazy middle eight. Like, yeah, I got a got little see- Terry Funk and I got, you know, King Harley Race, and that's about King it. Harley. Yeah. But yeah, this, what do you think about this? Do you agree or disagree? Like, no, I'm with, a bad place. I mean, this is once again, this is looking back at it now. Because I'm pretty sure in that moment, we we're probably like, all right, let's get this show on. Oh, you know, definitely. We probably didn't definitely. care at all. But like now, yeah. you know, that we're not snot nosed little disrespectful little pricks, <laughs> we appreciate these guys, you know, like especially, yeah. I think you and I are super old school at this point. Yeah. So like seeing like Harley Race, like Terry Funk, like even Luthes, Jack Briscoe, like, I was yeah, like, this... I mean, all these guys, like, you know, Sam Muchnick, I don't know much about. But like right, all these other promoters, dudes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was do you think cool. that they should do this like more often? Like, I mean, I meant that like in territories, <laughs> like cities. Like, okay, we're in Jacksonville or wherever. I know you know AEW is always there, but like, there's a lot of Florida legends you could have. Or do you think it always should lead to an angle? Because I was actually watching this, thinking like, all right, does like Vader come out and fuck shit up, or mm-hmm. does something happen? Or which is fine, it didn't. But well unfortunately it seems like the wwe doesn't really want to acknowledge their past man like i don't i don't ever see them you know being like unless it's like hogan or you know austin dx the rock like i don't really see them you know think about how much they've made fun of themselves Mm -hmm. right like about like past gimmicks etc like I mean, I would I would be all for it, but I just don't I don't think that that's the direction that they're going. Yeah. And I think that AEW may do something like that. Yeah, because they just I've said it before, their handling of the legends there, like the respect that they show them. Mm-hmm. I mean, show better. me Sting's record in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably pretty good. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that Sting needs to win, but like just show the dude respect, you know, and. I don't think yeah. WWE, I don't think that's in the interest of WWE to do that. I I would be all for it, but I don't see them doing that. Yeah. It helps. I feel like it helps a show. It just adds that prestige, and you're built on that history, so you might as well acknowledge it. But the Intercontinental Title was once prestigious. At this moment, I don't know if you think it was because this was the tournament final. It was sort of uneventful in the way they even presented like that the fact that this was an intercontinental tournament final uh, was for a vacant intercontinental title. Austin's injury, I guess is the reason this match went seven minutes. It was Owen Hart versus Farouk. Austin calling Owens t-shirt cheap heat at its best was something I uh, circled because I thought he meant that he was Mm -hmm. like not feeling the fact that Owen was rocking the Owen 316. I just broke your neck shirt. He Mm -hmm. sounded like he meant that shit when he said it. And, um, 
Anyways, Austin nailed Farouk at the end to make sure Owen got the win. The match was only seven minutes long, but it felt like it, it could have been two minutes. It just didn't feel mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Um, for an Intercontinental title for tournament final, I felt like it was garbage. So I felt like the big issue with this match was the match didn't feel important. It was more about Austin getting himself over on commentary. Like that's what felt important in this match. Cause I'm laughing with Austin, you know, <laughs> talking with, you know, Chico Santana, you know, and, and like their little exchange was funny. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And like, you know, he's like, I know enough Spanish, you know, and Tito Santana's like, we're friends, we're friends. He's like, I have a lot of respect, you know, he's saying it in Spanish, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. funny. Cause he's laughing and Austin's talking shit and then he bothers the French guys. Yeah. Like that stuff is enjoyable. But like you said, John, like, then we go back to the match and then you're like, oh, it's all over. You know what I mean? With some Fugazi ending, you know, and it's just yeah. like, okay. And he throws the belt in the ring, which is Austin <laughs> yeah, style. That's the but yeah, and, that's the, yeah. and that's the Intercontinental Championship tournament finale, you know? So it also, it makes you feel like, huh, um, you know, maybe these tournaments are harder to book than we like to think. Well, know? I just want to be <laughs> fair. Yeah, you got to be fair. Old, this whole tournament is like, you look at the decision making on like the whole bracket, you know, you're just like, okay. Okay, like is this are is Brian Pillman versus and Owen Hart versus Farouk and Ahmed Johnson the strongest for for the IC? Maybe half of them, you know what I mean? Like for the IC title tournament, you know. I mean, it's just the other like, guys so, in it, Gold Dust, the Rocky might be a young Rocky, yeah, Shamrock, yeah, like Shamrock, I mean, dude, dude love. love, you know. It's just like it's but, weird. Uh, yeah, I agree, and I think it's just important, like. I'm hard on WWE stuff now and wrestling in general, but this this presentation of the Intercontinental title was not good then either. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was So rough. it looked cool. The belt is amazing around anyone's shoulder. I mean, mm-hmm. it looked cool when Owen put it around his shoulder. But, uh, Duke, do you have anything to add on this IC title match? No, I, I did enjoy Austin's <laughs> commentary, though. Yeah. And it was a weird – I mean, it was a weird final. Like – yeah. But like I couldn't have predicted that, I guess, yeah. looking at the brackets, you know, it's like two bad guys. Like mm-hmm. it was just no very heat weird. there. Yeah. yeah it, was, very it, was, weird. it was really Strange. weird. Austin did make me laugh when he's when he said the cheap heat thing. And mm-hmm. he said a couple of things it. that made me chuckle. And like Frank said, it was there so they could get Austin on the show. Yeah. Right. He couldn't fight, you know, so. Right. So in WCW over there on Halloween Havoc 97, so we we alluded to this big mystery uh, opponent from Mongo McMichael. It was Alex, right? It was a dud of a reveal. <laughs> um, he came out. Da- he came out dancing. Uh, I'm going to say these quick things on this match because there's not a lot that I liked about it at all. Yeah, at all. But um, Mongo was better than he should have been in terms of like his presence. Like I'm not going to sit here and tell you he was great in the ring, te- technician. But you know how like. He was from the football world and he came in and like, I feel like he, I could watch a Mongo match. I know I have, this wasn't one of them, but I don't think he was like, they botched a tombstone, which might've been on Mongo, but um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I don't want to go on a Mongo because obviously I know, like, yeah, how he's doing right now. Man, yeah. But-, but, but in general, I didn't like him at the time. I'm just going to yeah. say I'm older now. I'm watching him. I'm like, Oh, he wasn't that bad. That was what I thought. I was like, Oh, he wasn't that bad. So I don't know if that means anything. I I tend to get to have like the uh, the opposite reaction watching Mongo's. You, I go, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like usually, I do think he's a big guy. Um, 
That's that's sad. I think he's a big guy, dude. He's a big guy. And they bought the tombstone spot. Listen, this was a way to get young Goldberg in there, right? Young Bill Greenberg. Yeah. And talk about green. Like, holy shit. When this dude comes out. That spear was reckless, bro. Reckless. Everything about him. When he was talking to the mic, yep. I don't even remember what he fucking said, but he had me laughing. I'm like, what it's is this mine song? now? This is mine now. Yeah, it's just like he stole the Super Bowl ring. Yeah, dude. dude. So oh, Goldberg gosh. comes in, Duke. I'm gonna let you speak on this, but lesson. Uh, so la Goldberg, Ali, la raza. Exactly. <laughs> but Col- Goldberg comes in, right? It, dude. This is where WCW, and sometimes AEW does this. Everybody does this now, but like. When interference happens behind a ref's back, oh my it, god, it's gotta be quick. It's gotta be. He's right next quiet. to him. He like no, at one, he bumps him. Yeah, he bumps into him. <laughs> at one point, Charles Robinson locked eyes with Goldberg because he bumped into him. <laughs> I know, bro. It's so fucking bad. And he just like oh, he just acts like it didn't happen. Listen, man. <laughs> it's like bro, he's he's focused on Deborah. Do you blame him? Oh my right. god. Okay, good cover up. Dude, but that was so yeah, man, terrible. <laughs> and Goldberg took Mongo's Super Bowl ring after. Uh... Man, I gotta say though, like Goldberg definitely had it, man. Like, yeah, yeah. From the moment I saw that dude, I was like, "Holy shit, look at this guy!" Like, I remember my brother and I watching, like, when he beat um Hugh Morris. Like, Kevin he Owens. did have something for sure, but no doubt. That no ref doubt. thing was ridiculous. There's man. a but if I would have saw Frank, but him. like if I would have seen this, like let's say this was the first time I ever saw Goldberg, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, get this fucking yeah. meathead out of here! Like <laughs> this, the shit was this so reckless. Even, yeah, but even him spearing those guys' souls out, you didn't think that was cool? No, no, no. Really? Just felt like this. I was just like, look at this fucking big bonehead. You know what I mean? But luckily. <laughs> He had the spear was the spear was nasty, but I will say yeah. it was reckless. Dude, Mongo's neck hit that bottom rope. It was like, bro, dude, don't you know where the guy that's is? That's so dangerous. Bro, like, yeah, I I cringe all the time. It still happens today. Yeah. Like guys, like Tommy Young broke his neck like that. Like it ended his referee career. Like dude, men have died in the ring. Like yeah, that. like I that's mean, a serious not... thing, man. You got to really be yeah. careful with those. Those well, Goldberg is admittedly, you know, dude. I got to touch on a comment by Bret Hart this week, though. <laughs> Did you I see knew it? it was a... Yeah, yeah, Did you yeah. Say I, it? Knew it. <laughs> I feel like this is the Brock? right time to say yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So this uh, is where Bret Hart is quoted as saying, "I think this is two parts. You might have one about Brock, but uh, okay. Yeah, I think he'd rather fight Brock Lesnar because he was safe in the ring, unlike Bill Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, he was, was like, I've of... always heard Brock was a professional, unlike Bill Goldberg. Unlike Goldberg. Like no reason, he's just bringing up for no Goldberg. reason. But then he went on to say, I don't think Goldberg should be in the Hall of Fame because he couldn't wrestle. Barry Horowitz could wrestle. He should be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame over a guy like Bill Goldberg. There you go. Damn, Brett. Uh, Brett hates that, dude. I love it, though. I love it. I love seeing a new Bret Hart Goldberg. I wonder if it's, Is like, this... ironic now at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a joke with the way he buries Goldberg. Like, we love Brett. So, like, when he says, like, this kind of stuff, like, remember we we mentioned on the Cruiserweight episode? You know, he's Dean like, Malenko. Shit on Malenko. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you were like, oh, I kind of like him more because of that. It's funny. Like, is this because like we love Brett and Brett definitely. can just do no wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's on? definitely Brett haters who are like, look at this bitter old fuck. Yeah, you know Hogan I mean? was like, saying this about Goldberg right now. I think a lot of people will be roasting Hogan, mm-hmm. saying, yeah, yeah. "You fucking, you know, whatever." But yeah. it is. 
I get it. Brett's bitter about what happened, man. I I, <laughs> I would say the same thing to him, like is maybe like let it go, make peace with with the man. But yeah, I mean, if... Goldberg's always been like classy about it. He's always said like I apologized a million times sure. that I'm a, but it's not enough for Brett. Accidents yeah. happen, and like we talked about this with Punk, like carrying that is no good. You know, like mm-hmm. if he could forgive, you know, Sean, right, right, and Vince, like. I mean, let's be honest. They ended his career, not Goldberg. Right, in a way. I mean, yeah, what did he do in WCW? Like, you know, yeah, he didn't even seem... And, like, I love Brett, but, like, you watch his matches, he doesn't even seem to be, you know, like... I There's don't know. a shame about what Bill Goldberg, what happened in that match, because dudes kick each other in the head way harder nowadays, yeah. and it's like, well, I can't well, believe I don't that know about Brett's harder, career. But it happens all the time. It's just like very. It's a shame, but yeah, Bill Goldberg yeah. was was there. He was there on the Halloween Havoc, uh, making an appearance. He was there recklessly, almost injuring Mongo. Uh, you know, but so there was a an NWO promo that I touched uh, that I glossed over. There were two of them, but the first one, these were filmed in black and white, which was super duper cool. Hogan and Bischoff were in this first one, and it was a long promo backstage, was, like yeah. black and white. Hogan told a long story about holding out and not fighting in the main event if Sting is allowed in the arena. I don't know. I mean, he he's had like, some he's good like, points. He's like, get another main event. You got to have a safe Bischoff, working yeah. environment. <laughs> so... Duke, you wanted to touch on something funny in this promo? Just I'm I'm not sure. I felt like he talked a couple times, but at one point he called Roddy Piper a fossil. Oh yeah. And get that fossil out of he's here. He's literally older than Roddy Piper. <laughs> right. Right. So like I just it's I always felt like Hogan was like the old guy hanging out with the young guys. Like, yeah, dude. Like hey, Chris Jericho fellow, now. Kind what's of. that meme? Like, hey, fellow students or yeah, whatever, exactly, you know, when yeah. he's like with hanging Steve out with the young people. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just yeah. that just I died when he said that that fossil Roddy Piper. It's like, bro, you're <laughs> literally older than him. I'm hearing a lot of people say that about Jericho now, like that he's ho- not derogatory, but like he's doing for AEW what Hogan did for WCW as the older man. They don't know yeah. what um, they're talking about. You don't think I I could see it. I but really like could. Hogan was abusive with his power. You know what I mean? Where like I don't know that I feel like the same way. I don't I don't feel like it gets that way with Jericho. Jericho's on TV every week. Sometimes Paul Hogan very didn't long put segments. over Hugh Morris. But Her- Jericho is one of the biggest stars that company has. You know what I mean? Like not that Hogan wasn't, but like yeah, you know, was. we know the politics of Hulk Hogan's fucking career. And Jericho has put over guys, yeah, mid-card exactly. guys, you know? Mm-hmm. I just Hogan think it's weird because we're, we're watching uh, young Chris Jericho here and now in, like in this show uh, of uh, Halloween Havoc. And then now he's like, he's, I don't want to say in the Hogan role, but like he's no. now on top of another Listen, company. I'm sure you know I'm that Jericho has become what he's hated. I'm sure certain aspects, you know, like in some ways you, you saw it kind of firsthand, John. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like, but, um, but you know, he's um, still willing to work with these guys. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the thing, right? Like Hogan would never, if Eddie Guerrero was like, Hey Hulk, I'd love to have Mm -hmm. a match with you. Be like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Like Hogan's not getting knockout punched into a vat of orange juice, right? By anybody, but like, but Jericho will, and like Jericho will fall off the cage, you know, to get MJF over, you know, and like, Oh, whatever. Do a duet with him. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. He is the veteran of the locker room and he does have stroke obviously in the company. But it's like Hogan's was like different. It's almost a compliment, though, in some ways, if you think about it, like he is the he's reached. 
I don't want to say Hogan status, but you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like he's yeah, like this icon within on the top of the card. Yeah, 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 of, yeah. yeah, within the company. Just thought we'd talk about that. Somebody who's not an icon of WCW, mm-hmm. at least not to me, this next match, Disco Inferno. This was non-sanctioned. Hold on, okay. hold on. What? Why are we why aren't we going back to uh... just the number um, of matches? Probably. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna give okay. you this quickie on bet on uh Halloween Havoc so I can even it out. But um all right. I don't want to gloss over this real quick. Macha also had an NWO promo backstage hyping his match with yes. DDP. It was essentially a Slim Jim promo because he kept saying snap into <laughs> oh, it. He I had a Slim Jim on the so back much. of the jacket. He had the Slim Jim outfit. Yeah, yeah dude. And night. it was sick, by the way. Yeah, it was that, super actually. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, Liz and him together, it was cool. Um, the NWO, Yo, like the black and quick, white. Yeah, Liz was a babe at this time she looked good oh my goodness good. like it's funny that's your nostalgic uh no from both of you i feel like because i just saw she was a regular ass lady to me i'm yes, not into but... old liz but mm-hmm. this version of her i liked yeah me too but listen um the nwo like with that black and white obviously it's you know everybody knows about it but if you really like if you watch these promos filmed in black and white and shit it just it stood out. It was so original and different and so cool. And like, even then it was, it was, it was awesome. So this next match was not awesome though. It was Disco Inferno, non-sanctioned versus Jacqueline. A few freaks were dancing along during his entrance for a few freaks in the crowd. Um, Disco played the little swarmy hill thing up. I guess he wasted a lot of time running around the ring, getting, I guess, getting a little bit of heat because they did start to like say Disco sucks, but then the crowd got sick of it. They were over it. Jacqueline laid some punches in and then eventually hit a spinning DDT and up, rolled him up for the pin. That was actually this, good, that DDT. The DDT that was cool. DDT. The float over, but these last two matches brought my overall rating of the show down a little bit. If we're going for the overall rating of the show, the last two matches on on uh, Halloween Havoc were just pitiful, and uh, I don't know what more we could say about this. Well, match. this Disco is Inferno. also, you know, when we're talking about the Intercontinental Title being handled, you know, the wrong way. This is your t- television champion, right? And like, he's not defending the title. It's just this like, like attraction match, non-title. Attraction, non-title. Nonsense. Dude, nine nine yeah. minutes and 39 seconds Jeez, for this. Louise. This went longer than Jericho and Ghetto. This went longer than the Ultimo Dragon and Nagata, almost. But um yeah, just about it's just it's just long for no reason. And once again, like this was bringing my my rating down. This was bringing my my I guess my like interest down on the show. But uh that's what was going on in, on Halloween. Well, you Hat. need a piss break at some point. You got to go get your merch, go get some right. popcorn. So, like, this is how they sell their merchandise. That's every disco well, match, let alone yeah. a match where he's wrestling one of the ladies. Yeah. Listen, and no, I'm not even going to justify disco. All right. So, on WWF, no. on Bad Blood, the way they, they initiate their piss breaks, apparently, is to have an eight-man tag between guys <laughs> who... They're all huge, but this is a very uninteresting feud. This gang warfare in general is yeah. like hard to pull off in wrestling in general, right? Because like somebody's going to just either pull out a switchblade and get it over with, or yeah. like like why even be in there? These guys were all huge. They were all jacked. Um, they're all wrestling in like the biker gear and like leather. The one vest. guy had a full sweater on. Yeah, it's like look, Savio and Crush even passed. Their oh wait, primes. no, I'm sorry, that was his. 
back. Oh, here. yeah, that was. Um, sorry. Yeah, that was um, Miguel Perez. 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 Yeah. But Savio and Crush even past their prime stood out as like the most capable. And, you know, they're all past their primes. Crush's tilt to world backbreaker was sick to finish it. That was my one highlight. The crowd sort of cared when all eight men were like brawling. Yeah. And they yeah. popped for whatever reason. They popped when DOA got the win. Don't win, know why. Yeah. yeah. Um. This this was this was bad. This is one of my lowest ranked matches on the show. Um. I, I even preferred the tag title match over this, honestly, the Godwins and Headbangers, <laughs> which was also really bad, but not a good match. Um, and yeah, at this point, once again, bad blood is on a lull because it's just like these shows. We'll talk about how they finished, but it's cool uh, to see like the flow of these shows. And the point is, like, when we finally see a great pay-per-view and we we both or all three of us come out on here and we're like, yo, that show was like a nine point five or a ten it's going to, you know, it's going to be awesome because a lot of these shows we watch, there's a lot of shit that's like not very good. It's it's hard yeah. to pull off a complete show, I guess, is my point. Right. Um, or is it not hard? Maybe they're just not booking it right. Let's go back to Halloween Havoc, though. Kern <laughs> Hanning, Kern Hanning, Ric Flair, U.S. title. This was uh, all about the feud, I guess, with the Horseman NWO, the disrespect by Kurt Henning, mocking him. He had a robe on. Flair ran down like the Ultimate Warrior mid-theme song, mm-hmm. attacked Henning. Uh, Henning was retreating, but, dude, I remember at one point, Henning tried to take Flair's life out with a chair shot, like hit the corner post. They were going at it. They were brawling. They still moved around pretty well for their age, I think, yeah. at this point. Like, Henning wasn't in tip-top shape, but he looked good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Flair tried to suplex him on the belt at one point, and, like, the belt wasn't even near the spot that he suplexed him. It was like... <laughs> there was just some weird shit going on. The refereeing <clears throat> on, like, the last couple matches was weird in WCW. Eventually, there was a DQ, because Flair put the belt in front of Henning's face, stomped him. It was... Uh, I take away a couple points for the finish... I think their chemistry was solid. Not as good as you would think, maybe, Henning mm-hmm. and Flair. But seeing them both were super fun. I don't know. I, I like didn't hate the match. I'll tell you that. It was, to me, like an average match. I'd give it a 5 out of 10 or a 2 out of 4, however you want to rate it. What did you guys think seeing these guys on your screen? Maybe I'm just, like, you know, nostalgic for Nate and perfect in the ring at the same time because like i enjoyed it the finish like you said the finish yeah. is where it gets a little weird but i enjoyed it i don't think it's like a classic or anything but it, i think rick flair's intensity helped you know like coming out hot and it put it in very perspective hot. and made it feel like something you know even because there's still a lot to, to go on this card you know what i mean so it's like for this match and you know, the the feeling of intensity that, that Nate's tried to put on it. I respect, you know, I had fun. Wasn't, I'm sure it's not the best match they've ever had. Um, yeah. Like you said, the ending, but seeing them on the screen bit. together. Yeah. The seeing, it, that's it, what it got cool. me. Yeah. That's all it was for me. It was like seeing those guys. And Would you like, say right, like, so you rated it? Like I, I was saying it was like a five out of 10 for me. Yeah, right on the I gave it nose. a three out of five. Okay. So a little bit you better know, than a little average. bit better than what you're saying. Yeah. But that's it. Duke, what do you think seeing these two uh, legends duke it out in a brawl style match? Two guys in my all time favorite top ten. Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. um, two of your goats. I always. So we all know what happened. Kurt Hennig turned on the Horseman. He joined the NWO. 
And that always like bothered me because I just mm -hmm. felt like he didn't. I felt like if anybody could have been like a horseman, it would have been Kurt Hennig. And I always felt like you're not Mr. Perfect anymore. You can't be like because of the name. And I always thought like that was a cool opportunity for him to go back to like his roots and be Kurt Hennig, like part of the four horsemen. Like I thought yeah, that would have been really cool, point. you know, and like um, you can still wear neon and stuff like that. But like be Kurt Hennig, be Larry the Axe Hennig's son, like the the, you know, the um, the history of pro wrestling is important to you, like blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, the NWO's tagline was like tradition bites and like. He's all about tradition, you know, yeah. like and I, I understand it's a work and stuff, but like I always wanted them to be together. Yeah. So like I was never into them feuding. But yeah, the match was good. Obviously, you got two great, you know, in ring performers. Um, But I didn't have a lot of stock in the fight, you know, in the um, angle. Yeah. You know, so that's a great point, though. I think you're right on the money with them as allies. Even in mm -hmm. WWF, I mean, oh, that, it's so believable. How awesome was that like? And it's 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 just like natural chemistry, you mm -hmm. know, like two guys, um, maybe like I don't know, Road Dog and Billy Gunn, like natural right off the top, like yep. You know what I'm saying? Just got it was natural chemistry. I think you're right. They should have been on the same side. Um, the angle itself, they had after post match just to skip ahead. So, like we said, uh, I believe it was yeah. So Kurt Hanny got the win via DQ. It was 13, almost 14 minutes long, but. After the match, J.J. Dillon and Bischoff had this war of words. They're still doing this tease with the uh, <laughs> potential of the main event not happening. I don't know why you would do that uh, on your show. But it's like, why are you trying to make us think your ma the match might not happen? Yeah. Uh, it's it's weird. It was, yeah, it was unneeded. I don't understand what the point was. Like, like you said, I, why would you want us to turn the show off? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like... like I, I not I order the pay per view. Yeah, right. Oh, I mean, we're no already in now. Well, we're already in, but going. But no, still, I like, like angles, and I like angles that thread throughout a show, even. Yeah. But this one, it's like, yeah, I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was in, in uh, Halloween Havoc. Let me shift right back to to Bad Blood because this was some would say uh, an epic if you go by length of the match, twenty three minutes <laughs> and thirteen seconds. Duke, what is when you're booking a flag match, tell me the oh, rules. Oh my goodness! What is the what is the rules? What is the object of a flag match? Well, apparent if if we're going by this match, it's you hang a flag in each corner and just it's a regular match. Oh, okay. I thought, I wasn't sure. I thought a flag match was there's a flag in each corner, and you had to go over in the corner <laughs> and climb the pole and pull your flag down. Which you would think it would have been because they fucking say that when they're explaining the match, <laughs> and now they tried happened? to do it in the yeah, match. No, they. I don't know that. I don't know that Vader can get it up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened, dude? At what point just... did you realize that that was not required in for the match to conclude? When I there saw were a that... few pinfall attempts, I think, right or submission. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, like before the finish. Absolutely, there were. Um, and I was just a... dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah, so did Brett... you guys feel that Brett didn't care about this match? Kind of. No. You know, I uh, I did feel that way because I was watching it thinking, 
because it was kind of all over the place, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm like, you know how Brett, like, he took so much pride in yes. so much of this stuff. And I saw him like doing things where he looked like he was kind of like fumbling around yep. a little bit. And I was just like, huh, I wonder what's. And I thought the Pillman thing in my head, I was like, is it the Pillman stuff? Like, maybe these guys are. He looks sloppy. You know? yeah. Brett looks like, sloppy in this match. Yeah, it just didn't. Brett feel is like a product that. of his fucking opponents, though. I have to say because the Patriots not good. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you why multiple I times. Love the Patriot. You can love him all you want, but he's not good. Um, mm. And you also, said your opinion doesn't count because you said the Rock doesn't have talent. So he doesn't. But okay. um, <laughs> l- let me just say this: mm-hmm. Bret Hart and the Bulldog had a promo with Michael Cole before this match, like hyping up this match. And that's then right. Went, yes, he's just literally like, and Bulldog, what do you think? He's like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even say, nothing Guys, to agree with. This is an inside joke, but I'm going to let everyone in on it. Every promo that the British Bulldog does starts with, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Watch. You're going to laugh every time. It's, he speaks dude, it's now. so true. And apparently oh every God. promo that the Patriot does when he's talking to his opponent, he looks at the wrong camera and he's cursing out. <laughs> he's dude. not even looking at the camera, but he's talking to Bret Hart. But it's just it's R.I.P. Patriot. R.I.P. Del Wilkes for sure. But I'm going to tell you why this guy almost got Bret dead multiple times in this match. <laughs> Um, the crowd got hot for the first time in a while, though, on this show, like with the USA chance <laughs> after a few minutes, it got some heat like this is my third, second favorite match on the show. Coincidentally, Bret Hart's in it, but this is my second favorite match on the show, if I not because that. of Bret. But, dude, this got a lot of time. We didn't know the rules. Vader was manhandling people, but, dude, he was so gassed. He was dead tired, like halfway. How about in. Bret body slamming Vader, though? With ease. With ease. With ease, dude. And um, it was impressive. Also very impressive was, dude, Vader did a moonsault and landed on his feet. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know. I would do it. I thought he was going to like blow out his like fucking knee or something. Yeah. The way he landed. I was like, oh, my God. So Sid jumps off the second rope like (laughs) um, gingerly, like you're just jumping off the curb, right? And he snaps his leg in half. But Vader, all <laughs> 700 pounds of him, does a complete moonsault, lands on his feet. I was so impressed by that, even though he was so gassed and sloppy and tired. Yeah, he's but a mess. Yeah. You know, uh, did you guys notice Jim Ross shit on him, too, during the match? Yes. Yeah. What did he say? I don't know. He said, it. like, you know, well, he's not in great shape, but at least he's blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, he I took a little. It. Jim Ross is, when you listen back, this guy took jabs at guys. Like You know, oh, and I, I, I can hear jabs. for sure. And like you hear people um complain about his like current commentary and they're mm-hmm. like he doesn't even seem to like you know the guys and I'm like maybe that's just JR style but we just didn't can't hear it snarky JR yeah mm-hmm. exactly you know because I did feel that mm-hmm. way like throughout the show I didn't notice it in this match necessarily but throughout the show I I, I hear JR say things and I'm like he doesn't sound I'm like he sounds like he's kind of roasting some of these yeah. dudes and yeah he definitely people, did people, with Vader people kill him for that shit nowadays you know but like it's like uh, maybe he always I did. just now i mean then and now jr is just oh, apples and oranges yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, like sure. he just he's he's a caricature you mm-hmm. know like i wanted to talk about the patriot real quick though because he was shredded dude was like ripped great yeah. body great physique but dude he had the absolute we talk about guys over the years the rock uh how many guys have done the sharpshooter and made it like put it to shame oh my god his <laughs> patriot putting on the sharpshooter right. but hold on isn't this I've when he reversed seen. it he did. It doesn't yeah, matter. But, but then he tried to. No, put, that's hard. Nah, 
Nah, rewatch it, dude. He had a <laughs> nah. chance to to apply it the right way, and he just goes with a "let me grab both legs" and kind of pretzel them. Like it was so bad, dude. And then yeah, he I almost fucked up a power slam, an ugly power slam where he didn't get air under it, almost killed Brett's neck. Not very good. And I don't know, man. He disappeared after WWE. Sure after did. this pay per view. Is that dude, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Twenty three minutes this for this match, dude. Like yeah. that's a long Vince, fucking match. Vince saw enough. Dude, Vince had a quote in this match, though, and it, it actually it did. It was he said this match is much more enjoyable than I thought it might be. And I was like, you know what? Jesus. You booked I mean, it, dude. You booked yeah. it. <laughs> but uh, Brett destroyed Vader at one point with a bell shot. Like it was a stiff bell shot. If you watch that. Did you guys see the fan jump in the ring? A fan jumped uh, in the ring here and he got stomped by Bulldog. Oh, really? OK. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was quick. There are actually <laughs> multiple fans on these shows jumping into the ring. So yeah, so like we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of parallels on this show. Cages, yeah. fans. Um, Brett, you know, uh, he won with a roll up, grabbed the tights on the Patriot. Um, interesting. I don't know. It's just interesting to see. Uh, I Brett. didn't see him. I didn't see him grab any tights. I saw him get a clean roll up. My bad. I don't want to. I don't want yeah. them to reverse that decision all these years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but interesting to see the WWE just a month before the screw job here. Like interesting to see Brett in yeah. at, like where he was right. And I, I yeah. see what you're saying. Like, did he care enough? I think he was a product of these slobs he was in the ring with. <laughs> um, sorry, man. Like at the time they were sloppy. I don't mean the guys as all right, pal. Their, you're, you're, their work. All right. Their work was take messy, it easy. Man. Okay, come on, Brett. You got to protect my boy, Brett. It was fucked up, but um, yo, where does Brett fit in, real quick? If this screw job don't happen and all that, like, where? Because this is a weird booking. Him, he's in a tag team flag match, like post screw job and all. Because we're not going to talk about Brett, you know, after this match. It's like, it's just, it's interesting to think like where he would have fit in. You know, do you think it would have been? Back to stuff with HBK, maybe Taker, Austin. He was one of the main guys, man. And it's just like, yeah, right after it's just so weird to see, you know? Yeah, it's interesting that because I, I, I don't know where Brett would have fit, especially because it's going to change so dramatically in like a year. Yeah. You know, what yeah. I mean? like in one year's time, like it's such a different program, you know, over there. And like the top, even in a few months, a you know? Scene. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's going in a completely different direction. Like, um, I think there was still more to do with sean for mm-hmm. sure but like who who knows like it's just weird because wrestlemania after, 14 it's painted yeah, with the tyson after, austin um, yeah it's hard to imagine imagine brett on that show yep, you know yeah for sure and like after survivor series like the next pay-per-view is in your house degeneration x and it's sean defending against uh ken shamrock shamrock mm-hmm. it's just such nowhere. a like yeah like maybe Maybe that's why Vince was like, all right, dude, we'll let you go. Cause like he just wasn't in the vision yeah. of, you know, it's hard for new... me even to think yeah. about where to put. Cause it, like you said, he seemed like maybe lazy or sloppy or whatever it was. It was like, it's almost like he was starting not to fit in. Or who the... knows? Maybe it Company. was the Pillman thing. Maybe he wasn't happy with his position. He's the World Wrestling Federation champion in a slot yeah. fest flag match flag match like, which which by his, default was my second favorite match on the card but and his yeah. contemporary the guy that he fucking hates is in the main event yeah. you know so like i'm sure that sure he is him, the know? main event he is the icon he is the Relax. showstopper so what <laughs> listen what? one of his boys 
was fighting over there in uh, Halloween Havoc 97, shifting back there. One of his boys, one of the members of the clique, Scott Hall, out there with six, taking on Lex Luger, special referee Larry Zabisco. I don't know how years. 13 minutes this went. I don't know about you guys, but like the Larry Zabisco, Scott Hall feud never did anything for me. It felt like a distraction. Um, but I didn't hate this match. Maybe it's for what you said, Frank, the nostalgia of Flair and, mm-hmm. and Hennig. It was mm-hmm. the nostalgia of these guys, you know, Scott Hall and Lex Luger. Mm-hmm. Bobby the Brain Heenan, right before the match, get that toothpick out of your mouth. This isn't a diner. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Bobby. Both guys in tremendous shape. Oh, yeah. If I don't say so myself. Um, Razor is one of those guys that doesn't get enough credit for always being in good shape. Mm -hmm. True story. Like when you think of like body guys, you think of Luger. Mm -hmm. But like Razor was always in good shape. Yeah. Tip top shape. Looked great. Um, They made Zabisco a huge part of the match. Bischoff was out there causing distractions. Six was out there causing distractions. A lot of rest holds. A lot of headlocks. I don't mind this pace because it still had the crowd into it when by the time the rack was about to be applied like the crowd didn't they didn't lose the crowd but there was a lot yeah. of downtime so luger got kicked in the head from behind by six outsider's edge bam one two three Zabisco didn't see the interference so he reverses it or makes them fight continue the fight and then he pulled some shenanigans he threw scott hall into luger torture rack basically screwed our man scott hall here um I don't know. What do you guys think? Because this was slow and plotting. It went 13 minutes. Fun match. And I appreciate, I do appreciate the pace, but the angle overall with Zabisco and Bischoff and all this stuff, didn't love it. What'd you guys think? I liked it. Um, You know, I'm probably just being a mark though for Razor, but I had a 4.9 out of 10. So it was like average. <laughs> yeah. I, I gave it a three 4. out of five. 9. You know, just I enjoyed it. I just like those big boys and going at it. You know, like it felt like a scrap. I like the Zabisco stuff. Um, I have like a soft spot for Larry Zabisco a little bit. So it's sort of like, you know. Did you ever meet him? Huh? No, I never met him. I never met him. But like in the grand scheme of things, like sure, like maybe it was like wasting Scott Hall. You know what I mean? For him to be like in this ongoing feud with zabisco but like since knowing how like good friends they were you know what i mean and like how like, yeah. scott hall actually like loved that dude and all like i guess over the years i've softened like to the whole thing and it's like funny to me and i like seeing he calls them ledge ledge yeah you know and, like i just like that you know i just like all that sh- though their interactions between the two because you know scott hall loves them and like their whole shit is like you know yeah it's good so like i just enjoy it um I like seeing Larry Zabisco like get involved because I always like that part of thing. Like when it's an old head wrestler who's like his own commentary or whatever, and then they have to you force their hand and they have to get involved. Like whether King is saving somebody or whoever, oh, you know. I hate like, I always Lawler, but you know what I'm saying. Like an old wrestler when they have to like be a, a wrestling man again instead of I just pull like, them out of their retirement. Yeah, exactly, you know. Mm-hmm. So like I like seeing Zabisco get involved. And they did that with Bruno even. Yeah, like his yeah. moves. Yeah, exactly. With Piper, yeah. But like I enjoyed it, you know. It's nothing special, like you said. I I've said in an episode. I think Lex is overrated, probably, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, um, you know, mm-hmm. and like he's nothing special to me, like in the ring. But it just worked to me. I think Scott Hall working the crowd and everybody, and 
Larry Zabisco overturning the matchup because like I was happy when well, I it was saw an this. angle. It was a cool. It was yeah. at least they're running an angle. A lot of these matches in on uh, mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc, they're running angles, especially these last four matches. They're all story storyline driven. This, the finishes were all kind of like I guess messy or convoluted, and maybe some people now will be like, "Oh, I want a clean finish." All four of these final matches on Halloween Havoc had like a thing to them, you know. But it it did hurt the show i think overall that there was did not hurt the show it did hurt the show okay. there was like yeah too exactly many of these like fugazi finishes you know and it's just like come on like can one we get, too many or two yeah too many. can we get an actual result yeah too too many probably you know but Duke, um, what do you think of the match with uh scott hall and lex flexi lexi i agree i think um bischoff shouldn't have been involved like if you take him out I like the match still, even with him involved. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm with Frank too. Like it's that knowing that Scott Hall and Larry Zabisco are buds, right. and like because in that moment, I didn't I, know that. I now. thought they hated each other. Yeah, like yeah, yeah I didn't know that then. You know, I mean. and like I thought that it was a colossal waste of Scott Hall mm-hmm. on fucking Larry Zabisco. But and it's funny too because like you guys know I love Lex Luger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was my least favorite part of the match i liked yeah. the zabisco Bonnie, scott yeah. hall interaction like six. i liked six getting in yeah, there and true. like two, kicking them cool. yeah you know like yeah lex thing... was kind of the odd man out in here yes. yeah which is weird because he's in the damn match but That's uh cool. the bischoff thing like tony shivani made a comment and i was like you're absolutely right he comes in the ring and he's like stomping zabisco and he's like mama i want to be a wrestler Mm-hmm. And like, I believe Tony was shooting there, you know, wow. like, that's funny. I, I think that Bischoff, like, I think he gets shit on unfairly. But then there's sometimes where I'm like, yeah, dude, like you shouldn't have joined the NWO, Eric. Yeah. yeah. You know, like and throwing. His yeah. Karate yeah. Not to get too nonsense. into that. But I did enjoy the match yeah. a lot. I really did. Um, Because it was storytelling, man. Like, that's it was storytelling. Like. Yeah, Zabisco I think it was a good Hall match. Had heat and like it was fun and mm-hmm. like very, fun. you know, him like let me see the footage and like Larry Zabisco's voice cracks me up. Yeah. So like that was yeah, hilarious. I, I how really quickly, liked... how quickly he returned, like uh, overturned the decision. Oh, by the way, quickly, you know, restarted the match. Quickly threw him into the Luger's rack <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. quickly rang the bell. Like Hall yeah, didn't before even have a chance he even... to give up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a screw job. By After the way. being so fair. You know, yeah. with the count, yeah, total One, screw job. I, two, the slowest know, like, count ever. Yeah, yeah. Finally, he, well, he reluctantly, it, you know? reluctantly did. He did He's it, a man yeah. of his word. But uh, I guess I didn't know at the time, like the Larry Zabisco, Bruno Sammartino, like the living legend was like the older I get, I understand that mantra really meant something, and it was cool. Uh, I just, like I said, four point nine out of ten, average. And like, I don't think that Larry Zabisco is like an all time great by any means, and I don't think that he's like this living legend or anything like that. Yeah, right. But I do enjoy like because he did stuff with um Stephen Regal too, like. Lord yeah. Steven Regal when he was TV champion, like he talked shit to Zabisco and Zabisco, like Frank said, was the old veteran that had to come in and like mm-hmm. Zabisco ended up beating him for the belt, I believe, the TV title. So I yeah, love yeah. for Zabisco. So the next match, Halloween Havoc, Macho Man, Randy Savage mm-hmm. versus Diamond Dallas Page. This is first of all, I asked you about the flag match. What are the rules? Do you guys know? Do you have your rule book handy? 
the rules of a Las Vegas sudden death match? I thought it was someone had to die suddenly. <laughs> it was essentially a last man standing match. I'll just make it easy. Okay. So you had to answer the I count of 10. Um, Macho Man coming out looking cooler than anyone with his neon green drip Slim Jim outfit. <laughs> DDP and jeans for the first time, I believe. Oh, really? I hated this, that. Did you guys like it? the jeans? I low key did not mind the jeans. Okay. Me too. Why yeah. did I? But did you like the, the jeans? jeans? I didn't mind. It worked the... for him to me. Like it okay. made sense with DDP for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mind when he went back to the tights when he became world champion finally. Like yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah. But this, yeah, this DDP didn't bother me at all. This was another fight, a brawl. I love Savage's punches, by the way. Uh, we're gonna have to one day. Uh, best punches ever. I mean, there's Jake. There's Scott there's Hall. Hall. There's there's right. uh yo low key Matt Hardy if you ever watch a Matt Hardy punch first nice punch, uh, DDP showed a lot of aggression. This stuff spilled out to the ring, out to the crowd near Raven and the flock who were sitting ringside apparently for the whole entire show. We saw them earlier, but like they got to sit there and watch this whole show yeah. front row. Not bad. Um, Liz got pretty nasty at one point choking out DDP with an extension cord, and that led to a big cat fight. She Kimberly got handled though. Don't you love how they call it a cat fight? Even then, Dusty Rhodes couldn't wait to yell "cat fight" like uh, yeah, like Joey yeah, Styles. Joey Styles, yeah, I noticed that. Hair pulling ensued. Liz was literally pulled to the back by her hair, literally. Um, that was Kimberly was... Page, right? Yeah, Kimberly Page. Yep. Crowd was super virgin fame. <laughs> super duper into Diamond Dallas Page. This crowd was, which I thought was awesome to see. Um, Elbow drops to DDP's ribs. Mach laying in some crazy drop elbow drops. Super well-constructed match. It told a great story. You got the perseverance of DDP. It was honestly my second favorite match on the show, without a doubt. Um, and my third favorite match of either show. So yeah, whatever that means. Wow. Whatever so that means. For sure. Interesting. Okay. It is, Too it big is my fourth match on the show. Wow. Wow. You liked three other matches more than this. Interesting. Yeah. Ton of drama. Uh, both men were almost not able to answer the 10 count, but a fake ass sting appeared, hit DDP in the ribs with a bat <laughs> and DDP couldn't answer the count. Anyway, they really played up that rib shot for like five minutes after the match. Savage even killed DDP when he was on the gurney. I ran through the whole deal. It was a like, it was a lot. It was a brawl. What'd you guys think of this? And Duke, you said you saw this live. Were you aware that DDP was about to take the next step? Like, was he climbing the ladder in your head, or did you think this was like, ah, this guy, this guy, the Diamond stu- the Diamond Dallas Page of all the gimmicks? Like, did mm-hmm. you buy him yet? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. I mean, he was that diamond cutter dude. Like, that changed his life, man. Like, he was. I looked at him as one of like the WCW guys now, you know, it was like mm-hmm. Sting, Luger, Steiners, like DDP, like these were like the dudes, like Ric Flair mm-hmm. and the Horsemen, like so for sure. I mean, Macho Man made him 100 yeah. percent, like because you need to have that like big victory. But now for sure, I, I knew DDP. I'm not saying that when I saw him as Diamond Dallas Page, I didn't think he would ever be shit. Never. I never thought he'd be anything, but I mean, at this point, for he sure, proved a lot he's, of people. He's wrong. huge, yeah. and he's 
even like you look back at him, we've talked about this like privately. Like we're like, how did this guy get over? Mm-hmm. Like with his promos, like he was so corny, but like <laughs> I love him. I don't know. Me too. I don't get it. Frank, what'd you think of the match? I know you said it was your fourth favorite on the card. Yeah, fourth or fifth, actually, now that I'm looking at Jeez. it. But like wow. it's I just wasn't super I can't into the match. Disco and Jackie's number two. I know. I know. <laughs> really? So you you don't um you don't feel like the for what it was as a brawl, you know, and you're talking about psychology, heat, drama. I'll tell you what, I've tell you timing. what I noticed watching old You don't like the finish. The, yeah, I don't like the finish, but I'll tell you what, watch the the finish is is fucked. But I'll tell you what about like old matches that I've noticed watching DDP match. I don't really enjoy a lot of them. You mm. know what I mean? Like I like moments, maybe. You know what I mean? Like in some of his matches, but I find myself watching DDP matches and I'm like, oh, I used to like this fucking guy. You know what I mean? Like a lot of that wow. energy when wow. I watch DDP. Are you just like waiting for the diamond cutter? Basically, basically, you know yeah. what, what I mean? And like, yeah, and like I find myself in that like headspace a lot, like during his matches. So like even this match. With Mach, who I love, you know, I was just like something was just off. I gave it a very average score grade. You know what I mean? Like to me, it was like an average. I thought you were gonna mark out for this match for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe a few minutes. You know, a lot of people rated too. this match over Mysterio and Eddie on the card. All those motherfuckers like, have no sense. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I, I was looking at a lot of people's, you know, reviews of the show from back in the day. Like in the moment, people really loved this match. But yeah, yeah, no, it know. just didn't hit me that I mean, way. That's name stuff, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love Macho Man too, but come on. You put yeah. this like match said, against Eddie good. and Ray. Like yeah. some people said this was Macho Man's last great match. I can't tell you right now if that's true or not, but yeah. Yeah, that's like another question. I don't know, right? But like, but this didn't do it for me. So if it was, it's a summer, you know. 18 minutes it, it went. Fine. Yeah, 18 minutes. So I mean, there was, was uh, never a doubt who was gonna win this match, though, right? At Slim well, Jim's Halloween Havoc. Right, I know. Right. Popping that awesome outfit on. Come on. Looking like a million bucks. Well, it wasn't going to be the last time we saw a match for the night, but we'll get to that in a minute. We're going to shift back to Bad Blood because now we had the main event. There was a video package. Once again, super cool. Getting you hype. Getting you up to speed on the feud. HPK backstage. Tatting himself as the man in this business. I know you love this, Frank. You could tell he believed what he was saying here, or he was doing a really good job of trying to convince himself. But he was like full on cocky, conceited Shawn Michaels. He was when taking you're the, the best, reins. you have to tell everybody you're the best. Exactly. Or you're the best, and then you go out and prove it, which he was about to do. How but you know what happens? Listen. Triple H was about to say something and got cut off. Did you guys he notice that? He sure did. Yes. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, man. That was so funny. <laughs> Dude, he had such a good point and they went click. Sean says, and, you know, how about you guys? Or, you know, he says something to like ladies, them. gentlemen. Yeah. And it's like, nope. See, you, Dude, I've never seen somebody heterosexual look at a man the way Triple H looked at Shawn Michaels and the way he like when they were walking down to the ring he was just pointing at Shawn like this is the man this is why we're here right now this mm-hmm. is the main event like you know, he was just hyping he was Shawn's hype guy at this point it was pretty yeah, funny I mean, I knew the guy keeps you in a job for years you start to be grateful yeah well you know Triple H I think um, he proved his worth eventually bro but Triple H gets fired for the curtain call 
if he's not, if not for Sean. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he probably has to eat that, right? Like so he goes I'm back to WCW. I'm not saying it's deserved or whatever, but I'm saying that's likely what happens if he's Sean, not Sean's like boy, his roadie. Yeah. Let me say this: watching this match with a casual Undertaker's entrance, all this stuff, the cell lowering. This is a big deal. Like, and it is the first of its kind, the Hell in a Cell match. Um setting the stage for it all so they had this like this thing back and forth obviously they showed in the video package but sean making them bleed sean was a little prick around this time taker was like still obviously a dead man walking but he was showing like a little bit more humanity i guess human side like (laughs) not as gimmicky right now but um dude this match i gotta say sean was selling his ass off like left and right so many iconic shots of him falling and selling, meaning like stuff we would see later in video packages, like him like falling down bloody next to this cage. Like you would have saw these shots later on in like video packages that the WWF would him show. Getting but, um, uh, darted into the cage too. Yeah, yeah. So I talked about the production, like the camera angles for this match were cool as shit though. Like Frank, you talked about it, like it looked like it was shot like on a low budget, but it worked for this match. There was a lot of cool. Mm-hmm. shots they had um they even had the cameraman as part of the story we'll get to that but vince's commentary was cool i thought in this match it built up a lot of anticipation um the only thing i didn't understand was like this was a blood feud and i don't know if you guys noticed like taker in the beginning trying to pin sean after like a big boot and it was like if you hate this dude why yeah. are you trying to pin him and get it over with like it was a little weird that he had he had like, sorted that the mystique of the hell in a cell out yet you know, so he's just like going for a quick pin, you know, then it eventually becomes a thing for Taker. And also, like, this all happened because Sean, like, and it, I mean, he didn't screw him, but he kind of screwed him when he fought mm-hmm. Brett mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. He inadvertently hits him with the chair, you know. Uh, and then what I completely forgot is that this was a number one contenders match. Mm-hmm. They Which, threw that in at the end. Yeah, it was so weird because it's like you said, it's like this blood feud match, and then it's like, all right, but the winner gets a shot at the belt. It was very weird yeah. that part. Very weird, but also, um, like I said, these camera angles were so super impressive. They showed a lot of emotion. The blood on the camera—I don't know if you guys caught it, like when Sean was above the cage, dripping blood. Like the blood got on the camera when they were looking up at at his face. It was like. It was an even cooler effect. I just thought they did a lot of cool little things in this match with their like production and whatnot. But this is why, you know, we preach production now because these shows look super lazy. But anyway, um, the spot when they were on top was super fluid. Sean like was like rolling around and just like rolled to the edge all in one motion. He was like dangling. I say that because you know how like when we watch how on cell matches now, like all these spots just look like they're setting them up. Like, mm-hmm. let's get you in position for this big spot. Sean was super fluid. I thought it just looked natural. I don't know. I thought that this stuff really worked, especially for the first ever Hell in a Cell. I'm rambling, but what you guys think? When they were up on top of the cage finally, and like Taker's just like tossing Sean around, like, because like we've seen that cage just like buckling under people's yep. footsteps, you know? And these they guys didn't know up, at the time, right? Yeah, they're up there, they have no fucking idea, and they're like, they're taking bumps off onto the fucking cage. And it's like, oh my God, like, obviously, I know how it turns out, and it's still like stressing me out, like, oh my God, I can't believe we just took a body drop, you know what I mean? Or whatever the fuck, like, the press cage. body slam. press slam, yeah, press yeah. slam, yeah, you know? And yo, like, oh. that crowd when they just went up top. 
Yeah, yeah, so yeah. lit. Crap. Like mm-hmm. amazing crowd in this match. And by the way, the 21,000 or whatever I said they had here, you wouldn't even know they were there until this match for the most part. Like this was the first time they were really, well, I mean, really, you know, really the card didn't give them any reason to yeah. new goal for sure. Crazy necessarily, you know, but this match, you know, it was good. And no, dude, let me ask you guys. Yeah. Because um, dude, I want to ask you and definitely Frank, but like Frank's the, the detractor of Sean Michaels, the, the person and all that. But, what do you think of this match from Shawn Michaels' standpoint? Like, I feel like this is one of the best matches of his career, if you really look back. Like, I think story-wise, like, if you put it all together, I'm not talking about technical or whatever, but all-around match, like, intensity and just importance, I guess, because it's the first of its kind. What do you think of Shawn Michaels' performance, Frank? I want to ask you first because I know you hate the guy. I thought it was good. No, I thought it was a good match. It was definitely the best match of this card. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's his best match of all time. Like, I don't think it's in that space. I think it's good, though. But uh, It's not even his best match against The Undertaker. Yeah, like, I maybe... I would disagree. Maybe. maybe I, I yeah, think it's I his best I, match versus Undertaker. He's been wrong before. Yeah, I think it's... At best, his third best match against the Undertaker. At best, no, I think it's his yeah. best. So what do like, you think? What do you think about? Um, I guess like all the blood. They, this was a contrast to WCW's main event, which was a cage match, which we'll get into. But like this one was more of a, I would think your style. Like this was a fight. This was yeah. a a brutal battle. Well, we're comparing to both cage matches. This is definitely way more my style. <laughs> you know, like uh. Definitely more my speed, just hard hitting. Shit happened, big bumps, lots of drama, lots of story drama. that was actually fucking cool. Unlike on the other show, you know. So <laughs> like, as a whole, I think the match is very good. Um, you know, the debuting wrestler is what puts it over the top for me and makes mm-hmm. it like a cool moment. But that's why I kind of take away from the match a little bit in terms of Sean's the finish. great best matches. It's just because, to me, as good as the match is, it's still an afterthought in the grand scheme of things of like to what happened during that match. You know what I mean with the other guys? As far as I that, would disagree. Yeah, that yeah, that's as far as you're concerned, Duke. What did you think of the match as a whole? And uh, we'll get to the finish in a minute, but without spoiling the finish, <laughs> obviously everybody knows. But what did you think of the match? Um. I liked it a lot. I think um, I agree with you. Like Sean selling was like, I mean, I've seen this match 10 times probably, but like even seeing it like again, it's like, damn, like he really sold his balls off in this match. And like he got his ass kicked, man. Dude, like brutal. that chair shot. Like he ate that man. And I don't know if that's like a receipt from, when I Sean said it's one of the hardest Taker. chair shots I can I mean, remember. that was nasty, dude. And, like, he ate it, dude. Like, it yeah. was a brutal match, man. It was, like, really... Like he really That's the got, best way I could describe it. And, yeah, it was... You know, and I don't mean brutal it. bad. I mean, like, it no. was hard. Like, it was hard hitting, like... But if yeah. you watch stuff nowadays, like, there's still brutal stuff every now and again that we're subjected to, like, but this one, for some reason, I felt like, yeah, it was, like, hard to watch at times. I don't know why, because, you know, I know they all made it out safe, but at one point, the cameraman, you know, he he got jacked up. They had to remove him. That's what caused them guys to go out to the top, so on and so forth. At some point, 
the lights went out. Big debut. The iconic call from Vince. It's got to be Kane because it was Kane. Here he was, the Undertaker's brother. This was like all of the foreshadowing weeks and months before they they finally delivered, you know, on the on the story Paul Bear was trying to tell here. Like Frank was saying, this it's as far as like all the layers and drama, I feel like this for me is everything you want in a match in terms of like uh especially when you build it up with the the crescendo, the end, the cane, the big explosion and it leaving you with questions at the end. He ended up tombstone and Undertaker. Shawn Michaels gets the win, barely, but like this match was literal hell the way they booked it hell on the cell because the way like Earl Hebner crawled to make the pin at the end, like he was like barely alive himself. You know, it was just the little details in this match. I just can't say enough about it. I don't know. I feel like they set the bar incredibly high though with hell in the cells. And I know Mick Foley's is remembered rightfully so, but this is like a much better match. If you're going to talk yeah, about it, I would say I would agree that it's a better match overall. But I think, like, the crazy spots um, from, like, Sean's Hell in a Cell with Taker, they get, like, wiped away by the crazy shit that Mick Foley and Taker do, like, the very next. That's the very next Hell in a Cell, right? Spots, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, just for spots. So, yeah. like, those big, memorable, crazy moments, it's like Sean half dangled off the cage and went through a table or whatever, and then Mick Foley fucking right. you know, dove head first into one, you know, from the tippy top. So, like... The big moment, like I will say, obviously, the match itself, because that was barely even a match, right? They went up and he got tossed right. off, you know, and like it is what it is. But this match was like very good, but like the big high spot moments, as scary as they were and all that, they sort of got trumped by the very next Hell in a Cell. So I feel like historically, this kind of gets like knocked down a peg. Yeah, I get it too. But yeah, don't, and, dude, uh, don't you think they used the, the cell? They used logic in this match, if there's a such thing in wrestling, but like the way they used the cell as a weapon in the beginning, I remember like Taker throwing them into it constantly and great in his face and, you know, all that. I feel like they used it as another uh, character in the match. It was just so cool. And for me, this reminded me exactly why Sean is one of the goats. Like I just, I'll put him over here, but um, this main event was given a five-star rating by your boy, Dave Meltzer, Frank. Uh, it would be the the last time a WWF match was given a five star rating, other than CM Punk versus John Cena at 2011 Money in the Bank. They're the wow. only two five star, which is crazy. Um, but he loved it as well. One of the best storylines ever kicked off here with the Kane and Undertaker thing. We'll 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 sort of put a bow on Bad Blood in a minute, but I do want to shift over to the Havoc the Halloween havoc because they had their own cage match. It's weird, bro, because like the parallels here, it's so strange. Um, I don't know if WCW, I guess they didn't know, but like hell in a cell, this happened three weeks before the bad blood hell in a cell. And then they're doing their October pay-per-view with this big cage match. And then you see their cage. So it's Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Weird that, like I said, they both had a cell and cell match in the same month, but I don't know, man. What do you think about this this cage that WCW used? Like this janky, flimsy. <laughs> it looks so dangerous. Like I don't know if I loved it or hated it because I liked like the big. You know, yeah. it was easy to climb. But would you? It was a weird ass cage. Yeah, it definitely looked flimsy. Like it's made of like. Uh, it reminded me of um, 
just from a flimsiness standpoint of like when we would go to like ROH shows and they'd set up this fucking stupid ass cage that they'd like press onto the ring. And it wasn't like the big squares like this WCW one, but it was when you guys would go on and you were like, Jesus Christ, this isn't like this isn't a yeah. cage to be climbing. I remember stuff, us you know? being like nervous. For yeah, things. you know, yeah. and like that's it gave me that energy that the cage is very different. It's way taller, you know, it's like it looked it dangerous. Like, yeah, it looks super tall and dangerous, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't mind the look of the cage. I don't know about the functionality of the cage, like during the match or when whoever was. First of all, we we, yeah. we talked about the rules of the flag match, the the Vegas rules match. This match, they had no referee, but they, they painted it as like fight till the death. Let me go on record. Everybody knows I love Roddy Piper. Duke, you got all the love for Hogan. I like Hogan. Um, I don't know what they were trying to do with this match. So the contrast was. WWF's brutal hell in a cell. This was presented as a cartoon style match. I feel like Roddy Piper goes right for the ass bite in the beginning of the match. Hogan's <laughs> doing the over the top selling. Um, the low rent cage is wobbling. Very, very cartoonish stuff. Two larger than life art icons with like this storied history going back to, you know, way back to the 84, 85. Yeah. But the match, Duke. So you were watching this live. Like, are you at this point? in on the like are you a guy that's like damn eddie and ray tore it up why are these old heads in here or are you like oh hogan that's my boy i want to see this match no i was not like that um i liked it's funny i i actually thought of this watching this match because um i liked the story of the nwl versus wcw and all that stuff but like when it came down to the matches they're just never very good, you know. Um, it was also confusing because Hulk Hogan is the WCW world champion. And it's not. Yeah, there, it, there's no title on the line. And like, I, I was just it's confusing, you know, it was confusing in the moment. And it's confusing even when you watch it back now. Um, but it got even no, more confusing, I, by the way. The match got even more confusing. Yeah, it sure did. Because um, a bunch of fake stings appeared in the aisle. <laughs> and let me ask you guys, who planted? Was this Piper's plan to have fake stings? Was this Hogan's plan? I'm still trying to, have, to figure it out. Because we was, had a bunch uh, of... It was Bischoff's plan. Bischoff's <laughs> plan. All right, you might be right. There were a bunch of faux stings. I'm pretty sure um, one of them was Scotty Riggs, too. Really? Just <laughs> judging I by his tell, hair. Like I, I, could, was, I was. Yeah, I know which I exactly was which one you're talking Riggs. about. So the crowd is dead in this match. I have to be honest. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I want to defend my boys like Piper. I love Piper, but this, this crowd is dead, man. Like dude, at one point, Rowdy Piper click kicked out of two leg drops, which in any match ever with, when you kick out of two Hogan leg drops, the crowd would erupt. It would be an epic moment. Zero reaction for mm -hmm. that. Zero reaction. Savage comes to the ring. Macho man, Randy Savage pro an insane jump from the top of the cage that dude i don't that shit was insane yeah it made me nervous gonna, like yeah i thought he was gonna break his leg just to and... re just to recap sid jumps off the second rope <laughs> breaks every bone in his body <laughs> vader lands on his feet in a moonsault and savage jumps from about 150 feet in the air insane and misses and misses. <laughs> <laughs> so like he jumps, he does this epic fucking launch. 
and misses at both guys. You know, dude, oh, I think man. they both laid him out to dry. There, it was so messed <laughs> up, bro. Mosh wiped out. Mosh wiped out, bro. I don't know. So Seriously, I don't know how he doesn't blow a knee out there. It's true. Like, like if you watch insane. it, like like Tucci sent the gif. If you look at the gif, it's like you're just waiting for like him to like be sitting in the ring like Vince yeah. when his fucking yeah, yeah, exactly. you know I mean? oh right like Vince the... tore his quad walking in the ring that's the standard <laughs> uh, yeah. both of his quads both, both of his quads, quads. So rolling it's, into the Vince, ring Vince then Sid then <laughs> but um so alright you said it earlier Frank wrestling will show on the screen what's a work and they will cut away when it's a shoot this fan that ran into the he scaled the cage came into the ring he got beat down by Mach and Hogan. He's wearing sting face paint. Real He's, quick, though. Yes. Hogan is hitting him with working punches. Exactly. He's not really punching him. Worked punches. Um, and but you I think feel if like anybody. It wasn't, I feel like it was an actual fan, though. That's See, work, I, bro. you know, it's like I thought because it was like a Macho Man, like. It. Macho Man looks like he's gripping the yeah. guy up for real. Yeah, like, exactly. He's, he's really yeah, tight that's on much. him. Yeah, that's I, much I, was being wa- good. I was watching it. Like, I'm like, is this a real fucking fan or is this like a, you know, some kind of plant like job? And I ultimately yeah. went with plant. And I just think Mach was yeah. selling it really well because the way he but was gripping what, him up. and he Why was would they him. have a fan jumping? Well, I'm going to explain <laughs> that to you. So I did some deep dives and I was trying to figure out work or shoot as well. And a, I could not get a straight answer from anyone, okay. but they're still um, working us. The idea that some, I mean, a lot of people, later. I think it was Meltzer, somebody pointed out that the idea would be to confuse Hogan enough to get mm. Piper the win. And that would be uh, all of Ruse, a big master plan by mm. the WCW side. Dude, very poorly explained whether it was a work or shoot. <laughs> why? was this part of your finish in this main event? And like, we had a plant in the WWF's bad blood main event, the cameraman. It was used as a way to get the cage open. It made sense, right? Mm-hmm. They got outside. What the fuck was the point of this guy? Like, really? This match I was think, so bad. It's like- yeah, I think you could ask that about a lot, of, a lot of different parts of this match. You know, like the whole thing, you're just like, oh, man. You know, because like, I want to show it love, right? It's Roddy Piper. It's- hulk hogan you know and you watch and you go oh this is what like when you see all these pissed off wcw guys like when you think of like eric uh, like or um eddie guerrero being pissed off about his spot on the card like in a couple of years you know or benoit losing his mind about shit it's like oh yeah because you keep seeing these kind of main events on like what started out as like a good show right like if you watch those first three matches you're thinking we got a fucking banger show already (laughs) This mm-hmm. is going good. And even like at and it when, dips. So, yeah, like it dipped hard. But then even when like it recovers Razor and, you know, Luger or Hennig and Flair, you know, you oh, can it's like, back yeah, at that point. Yeah, I'm yeah in. you could find shit. And then like you go to the main event and you're like, what the fuck? If WCW, they ended it well, bro. Yeah, WCW Ugh. couldn't end anything good. You know, like, oh, not not everything. But like if you think back to like their big events that like they built to. Almost mm-hmm. always you were left unsatisfied, you know, and it's like they just couldn't figure it out. And a lot of times it was because like it had to be some old fucking man who didn't know when his time was up, 
was getting a W. Well, you could say that about like the participants, but it's also the way it's booked. Like the way the match is actually booked doesn't Definitely. do these guys either any yeah, favors. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Right? But guess Dude. what? These guys are probably booking the most of that shit themselves, if we're being honest. That's yeah. the fucked up part because yeah. it was a mess. It was a mess of yeah. an ending. And it's not to me, it's not the guys in it. It was because I still have love for both of these guys, even at this time. But it's the way the match was booked and like laid out. It was so it made no sense. And um, I'll be honest, like I still liked it from nostalgia purposes over some other matches that were between both shows because of who's in it, you know. Um, and there were some like haha moments. I literally laughed out loud, like Piper <laughs> yeah, and him, yeah. you know, their interaction. But Duke, what did you think of, like you said, just this not being an, a title match, the way the show ended, um, the main event overall compared to the other hell in a cell compared to the hell in a cell and bad blood what do you think of the way this shit all shook out i mean it's obviously overbooked you have hulk hogan and roddy piper like i understand they're not who they were but like do you need 13 stings and a fan jumping in and macho man you know blowing his knees out from <laughs> 100 feet from the top like no just like if you want to have some sort of interference, like one thing, sure. But like it was it was overbooked nonsense. It was those it guys. Didn't, it didn't leave you with a good taste in your mouth either. No, no. And like that's, you know, ultimately going to drop the grade of the pay-per-view for whoever's watching it. Because, you know, they always want to send the crowd home happy, you know, like mm -hmm. these two main events. I mean, forget about it. It's not even close. Like. That bad yeah. blood cage match is that that hell in a cell match is the best hell in a cell match ever, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, like Frank that. said, like the big spots will always make people say like the Mick Foley thing is better. But I think this was a better um, story, you know, the the pace of the match, like the actual match in the ring. And it trashed that uh Halloween Havoc main event and it's and just it's funny because you know what they saw what they were going up against three yeah. weeks before that Rowdy Piper yeah. and Hulk Hogan watched what Sean and Trip and uh Undertaker did and then this is the way they decided to approach the match it's like yep why they weren't well, concerned if we're being honest right they're probably unconcerned about that okay show right because they're well, winning at this point right they're winning the ratings you know, like they are the A show of the so world. Probably like that little puny Shawn yeah, Michaels. Yeah, they're probably like, oh, you got this fucking Shawn Michaels kid. You know what I mean? Like in the main event. You know, so they probably weren't fucking very concerned. That's bad by them then because, oh, that's, yeah, you know, and I they should have like, I do think Hogan and Piper still had something to give at this point because like, you know, storyline wise, promos etc but like when we it know came hogan to, did he still yeah. had stuff with rock sure. eventually and when it came to the in-ring stuff it just wasn't there you know like do we a lot of there. that do Go we ahead, agree haven't seen both of the shows that like i don't know if this is like going out on edge at all but like the main event bad blood's main event was like superior mm -hmm. but like as a card wcw's was more enjoyable Without a I, doubt. I agree. Okay. Yeah. All right. 100, 150%. Yeah. Because uh, we're going to talk about the final thoughts here in a minute. Yeah. But um, I got to read you this because I thought this was funny. Um, this match, the cage match, I should say, between Piper and Hogan, it was so bad, apparently, that it inspired a Jim Cornette epic rant that forever christened Hogan 
with the phrase Hulk Hogan, you may be a household word and a household name, but so is garbage. And it stinks when it gets old too. He was all, he was out there burying people even back then. Jim Cornette. It's been salty for years. I thought it sucked, but you know, like Duke said, they still had something to give. I think it was just a bad booking. And um it was a shame because the show, like you said, was you good. know what you know what would have benefited Hulk Hogan at this time? Working with a younger dude that can make a absolutely, oh, yeah. you know, kind of like how the Undertaker did. Yeah, mm-hmm. see how that right. works. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, exactly. What's funny? What's funny? I, I don't want to like blow up your spot there, but I had to look this up. Guess how much older Undertaker is than Shawn Michaels? Hmm. Six months. Yeah, yeah probably... cheater. <laughs> it's I like didn't six look months. At it. Oh, no, I swear months. to God, I didn't look my hand. Yeah, yeah. Five. <laughs> That's funny. Well, whatever. Five or six have two young dudes then, because Taker. No, was but even you're right. Still, Taker was even still younger than. Yeah. Than these two dudes and the, the other names though, like Hogan versus Piper does sound great on paper. Yeah. Like I, I love the sound of it, but you know what? Look what Mach is working with DDP. Like maybe. Yeah. You know, Hogan. And you're look right, at that man. feud. Like they had good matches, Macho and Page. Yeah. Very. Yeah. You good. know, like because he had this other dude that could work. Mm-hmm. Overall, um, I felt like bad blood. It felt like it was out of place with it wasn't quite the attitude era. It wasn't mm-hmm. any more the nine early mid nineties. It was like mixing the cartoonish stuff with old school, mm-hmm. with edgy, with so for that reason, um, I felt like that show suffered a little bit. We'll get into our ratings in a minute, but um there were highs and lows. Like every show, right? But um, mm-hmm. there were definitely highs and lows. Let me ask you guys real quick: your before we get into the ratings of the show, what was your favorite match between both shows? Well, easy on both shows for me. Best match on the Havoc was Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Best match on Bad Blood, Sean and Taker. Hell you agree, Duke? Yep. One hundred. So do you unanimous? Unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. I mean, I don't think any of us have brain damage. So. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, you never know. A lot of people do think Savage and Page. Page was like this all-time classic. Uh, if you look at look back, um, I like that what, match, but it's you know. What was your favorite match between both shows? Out of both shows, would you lean? Well, easy. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Ray. Eddie Ray. Ray. For me, I mean, that might be favorite ever, though, right? So it's sort of like no competition. Yeah, I, I'm. Go ahead, dude. You go. Mine's Eddie and Ray because I feel like it's an easier watch. It's more enjoyable to watch. Like I really like that Hell in a Cell match, but it's just so brutal. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not a big hardcore dude. I think it's a mm-hmm. great match, but like it's not something I could watch all the time. Like Eddie and Ray, I can watch that, you know, once a yeah. month and enjoy it every time. And I will I think say both... those are the only two matches that got like if I was doing like the Meltzer ratings, those mm-hmm. are the only two matches <clears throat> over four on both of these fucking. So shows. what did you rate Taker and Sean? Four, four stars out of four, out of five, four out of five. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I gave it an eight point five out of ten. Okay. Think so about that. What you're it like is. slightly better than me, I guess, in theory. And then the Ray versus Eddie, eight point three out of, out of ten. I gave five out of five. Three. Okay. A little lower. And I watched this, you know, after. But the, it's all about what you're in the mood for, I guess. Because I feel like you're both right. We're all right here. I would say 
the Sean and Taker had more of like a story that had like obviously the debut, a finish. There's a lot of little small details I liked in that from the production standpoint, cameras and shit. Mm-hmm. The Eddie and Ray was almost like a, a flawless, like perfect, crisp, mm-hmm. like clean wrestling masterpiece match. Yeah. of a wrestling match. This one was like a story that I would also say is like a really well, perfectly told mm-hmm. story from the terms yeah, of it's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your guys ratings on the show uh, as a whole and in, in their entirety? If you broke down, let's start with Bad Blood. Bad blood, my overall rating. Yes, sir. Out of 10, I give bad blood a four out of 10. Excellent. All off, all off of the main event. The rest of the show, I can never. So you're going with a four even. (laughs) Four even. What was that you said, Frank? Off the main event. If I didn't watch any of this shit ever again, I'd be perfectly fine. I uh except I the main event. Never, I except think so. the main event. Yeah, the main event is what it is. But uh the rest I, I echo know. it. I echo it. Duke, what do you got? Uh I'm gonna use the Zern scoring system. Uh when we did our top ten favorite wrestlers, he gave us a top fifteen. <laughs> seventeen. Oh, is it seventeen? Mm-hmm. All right, so this is gonna be on a seventeen star rating. <laughs> I'm going to give Bad Blood a 9.5 out of a possible 17 rating. <laughs> this fucking guy. So you're like a 4.5. Nah, that's we're gonna... 5 point something. Yeah, it's over half. And right? Oh, yeah, that's for, over half. That's entirely for the main event. This is a Zern rating. You got to follow okay. along. And hold on. Let's for... hold, it, hold, it, hold it on Havoc. Let me okay. let me give you a bad blood real quick. Sure. Frank and I are completely in unison here, although I use decimals. Mm. 3.8 out of 10 <laughs> okay. for okay. this pay-per-view. And I'm with you. If I never see any single thing else on this show ever again, I, I'm fine with it. The main event, I hope to watch again once in my lifetime, maybe. But the rest of it, utter, complete, nonsense, forgettable garbage. Mm-hmm. let's go to halloween havoc and i hate to say that because i did like the flag match for yeah. a small second but let's go over to the halloween havoc frank what do you halloween think havoc 1997 i give it an overall rating of six out of ten six out of ten that's based on my love for the Eddie Guerrero Ray Mysterio match. I thought that was super solid. Matches that I thought were like above average is why this grade overall is above average. I had Yuji Nagata and Ultimo Dragon as like slightly above average match. I had Kurt Hennig and Ric Flair like about as about like an average match. I gave it a three out of five. And same with Scott Hall and Luger. I enjoyed it. You know, so I gave that a three out of five. And then like there's a couple two and a halves in there, and then a couple one and a halves in there as well. But and a couple duds. <laughs> yeah, like so. Yeah, exactly. So like that's why it's just slightly above average as an overall show. It pulls it down a little. Yeah, right? yeah. Like those all that nonsense really hurt it. Like when you have a, I gave that match a five out of five. Right. Like I think it's a, ba- a banger, perfect match. And your show is still a six. That means you fucked up somewhere along the way. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have a perfect match, like arguably, and your show still gets like a failing grade, like in high and school. And I feel that way about right? Bad Blood in a, in a, yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Both shows. I mean? but yeah, yeah, both definitely. shows, really. You know, but like, but at least with Halloween Havoc, I enjoyed a couple of matches. 
where I did not enjoy matches at Bad Blood. And I thought I was going into Bad because I've seen this Havoc before, and I really haven't seen the Bad Blood like top to bottom like that. You thought you were going to like it more? I thought I might low-key like this Havoc, I mean Bad Blood a little bit more because I know what to expect from the Halloween Havoc, and I know how things shake out over there where Bad Blood I thought could surprise me. Mm -hmm. And it did, you know, just in like the worst ways possible, you know, like did Duke, not what think you I have think it was so shitty. What'd you have on Halloween Havoc, Duke? Um, for Halloween Havoc, I went with the Richter scale okay. rating. Mm. So for WCW Halloween Havoc 1997, I gave that a 3.7 on the Richter scale. 3.7 on the Richter scale, the Richter which scale. would yep. translate what's, to... What's the highest what, on the Richter scale? The magnitude, I thought it goes from 1 to 10. So isn't that my 1 it to 10 decimal? It is not decimal? 1 to 10, you're wrong. From 1 to 6? You guys don't know your Richter scale stuff. That's on you, not me. Shit, bro. That's, I mean, I always thought 10 on the Richter that's scale. That's my rating. So, okay, I'll go with that. Um, I'll assume you liked it better than Bad Blood. <laughs> Is that right? That's true. Okay. All right, we'll go with that. I have a very solid 5.7 out of 10. Memorable and fun. As always, could have been much better if they review if they re, like if they removed two out of those three duds. We're yeah. talking Disco Inferno and Jackie. We're talking McMichael versus Alex oh, Wright. Gosh, right. And then there was another one in there that was just sort of a dud, which was the main event, which obviously you can't event, remove yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if you took two of them out, this show to me is like a seven out of ten, maybe an eight out of ten, even. Yeah. I tell you right now, if you said, yo, you gotta watch one of these shows again tomorrow, you have to sit down and do it. Like I probably wouldn't even hate my life watching Halloween Havoc because it was no, super yeah, fun yeah, at yeah, times. Exactly. I agree. You know, um, I feel like, you know, the cruiserweights bring so much to the table. So they their work rate helped the show. Halloween Havoc suffered by its match placement. And like we said, if you move Mysterio and Guerrero towards the end, not the main event itself, but maybe it saves yeah. the show. Um, also, I feel like for WCW, um, like they had this thing with Piper earlier in the year with the Alcatraz promos that he did. It was like that was six or seven months earlier. This thing with Hogan, it just felt like it's already been done. Like, why why are they still fighting? You know what I mean? It's like, and now this is a cage match. It just it didn't have the same intensity, I guess. But last thing I'll say is like one show had a really bad first half, almost a whole card, like bad blood, but it ended with a banger. Mm -hmm. And then WCW kind of had great stuff early on and tailed off a little bit but um i'll tell you what i like that there were no cell phones there was flash bulbs that was one thing i enjoyed watching here watching both shows people were in, like interested invested that was that man bad blood 97 halloween havoc 97 we are all on the same page really especially me and you too so i was surprised like we basically had the same score you round it up and you get my scores on both shows so Absolutely. Were you you said you can't wait? Did you think I was going to crown bad blood? Well, when you start off as ominously as you did, like when we talked, I, I swore it was going to be like bad blood was the show again, and it was because uh, it was to me it was such a bad show overall. You know, besides the main event, you know, like a, a brutal show, like brutal show. Yeah, there, absolutely. I gave him a four. Very nice. And, yeah, and nicer like, than was, me. That was because of one match. Like that show was like a two. 
mm-hmm. until that main event. But the match was so good. The yeah, main exactly. event was so yeah, good. You know? Like that show yeah. was shockingly bad. Actually, I was surprised. Yeah, it was a weird time in the WWF, <laughs> but oh, yeah, this has been a fun time here on No Sold. It's been. I mean, look, we got the Halloween season going on. We wanted to review one of the Halloween Havocs. Which better one than one of the best that featured one of the greatest matches of all time in Eddie versus Ray? Also, Bad Blood, 97. Like we said, we probably won't be revisiting that one anytime soon. But that (laughs) Hell in a Cell, you guys need to check it out. If you never saw that match, for anyone in these comments that always says, you know, we inspire you to watch old stuff, that's the match to watch on that pay-per-view. Eddie versus Ray should be watched with all of your attention. That's a great one. What do you guys think? We're going to get out of here. What are you being for Halloween? I don't know. I might pull the old Hogan costume out of the out of the closet. Go nice. back in there ripping shit. You have, like a, whole, <clears throat> you have a Hulk Hogan costume? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, that's awesome. When I, was in, when I was in Florida, some guy was like, oh, dude, can you pick me up? And I have a picture of me doing like torture rack <laughs> on a guy and flexing with the fucking <laughs> Hogan costume. Awesome. We should all get together and put our sting outfits on in honor of that main event. There's seven stings. We could be like yeah, just walking around for no reason aimlessly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Duke. So you're being Cody Rhodes. You got the neck tat. Oh yeah. It's already it's already done. So nice. nice. I'm, I'm gonna be Max. There. I'm gonna be Max Mini or El Torito. I haven't decided which one yet. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I could do that too, actually. Just pop a mask on. Pop a little Oh, know who on. I could be? Sammy Guevara. Nice. <laughs> there Fucking it is. Idiot. There you go. <laughs> Couldn't get out of here without. Fuck uh... him. Isn't even the wrap up show. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy had nothing to do with the show. Poor Sammy. I hate all right, guys. Ass. It's been No Sold. We'll see you next time. Thank you all for checking us out. Don't forget, subscribe, like. For Phil LaFon and Doug Furness, we never established <laughs> which one's which. This has been 1997. I I have the curly hair, so I'm Furnace. October of 97. Actually, hold on. Frank's the world's strongest man, so you are Doug Furnace. Yeah, and I do have curly hair when I let it down. You do have curly hair, yeah, when it grows. There we go, when he lets it down. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 